morning to you. Hope your morning is off to a fantastic start. This is Jisuki. Uh, Steve Cochran is taking the day off. Don't worry, he will be back tomorrow. And in for Dave Ennett, we have the great Mark Carmen. Hi, Mark. Wow, the great. I really appreciate like that? that, G. Good morning, G. Good to see you. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, what are some nicknames that you have? Do you have any? Like, I don't know. What do people know? I mean, they just call you Carm. Sure. I mean, you could throw in amazing, incomparable, declining. You could go that route, too. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. (laughs) There's a lot of ways you could go here, G. I love it. I love it because you always pretend to be slightly elderly and you're just a young guy. Young lad. You throw the slightly elderly on me. Well, you're very youthful. Hello. Hello, Mary Vandeveld. How are you? I'm good. I was just going to say soon to be married, Mark. Carmen. I know. We're going to catch up, yeah, uh, find catch out up. a little bit more information about that. Let's Inquiring know. minds want to know. We want to check in. We want to see how you're doing. You're definitely not getting cold feet because you're super excited about this. I know this. Where are you getting that read from? <laughs> I'm just saying that. You're, I said you're not. I mean, you're amazing. You're ready for this. You're, you've been waiting your whole life for this wedding. I feel less than ready, G. But, well, but, but I appreciate that encouragement. I'm going to take that as fake it till you make it. I got it. Have you checked how many pairs of socks he has on? <laughs> we'll have to do that during the commercial Mark, break, Mark, can Mary. you just indulge us and say, get off my lawn? Can you do that? Uh, sure, Jen. I <laughs> Please don't bother me with any of your nonsense and leave me alone and get off my lawn. Oh, you could have done it with more enthusiasm. Wow. Of course, that is Jen DeSalvo. You've been hearing her all morning in for Steve Grzanich this morning. morning. Hi, Jen. Good morning, G. Um, and you know what? I want to talk to the people behind the glass because every time I fill in, which hasn't been that often, but when Steve's gone, I never get a chance to properly thank the two of you because you're the ones that keep me on track. Um, Super Joe, who basically babysits me throughout the show and is absolutely incredible and he keeps me on time and uh, lets me know when I need to go to break and he really doesn't get enough credit for what he does every day so I'm thanking you right off the bat so that way I don't miss out on doing it at the end of the show because we always run out of time yeah we're running out of time right now oh are we okay okay Viv Thank you for everything that you do. You're absolutely incredible. And of course, uh, you know, I'm winding down my days here. Um, are you sad, Viv? I'm sad. I'm sad to be leaving I, you guys. I am sad. I'm going to miss you so much. What? Oh, you know, yeah, I'm moving to the opening bell at noon. Oh. Um, so I'm going to be on a little bit of a vacay for holiday and then the first week of December. And then when I come back, I'm not going to be here in the mornings, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Are you going to be here tomorrow? Yes. Okay, that's all I care yeah, about. Yeah, I know. We're going to have a big, uh, I hope you guys have a, a big surprise party. Just kidding. I've been here a couple of months. I'm just kidding. I don't think you're kidding. It's okay. No, you no, should no, get no. a party. Are you kidding? No. Guys, no. we got 24 hours to make this happen. <laughs> I'm you glad you're ready really... in the works, everybody. Gosh, come on, G. I'm glad you've been very prepared about this. Um, so we're going to talk a lot of Thanksgiving topics today and, of course, get your opinions on uh, some great text questions and uh, hopefully you'll call into because we always love hearing directly from you the listener that we you know so appreciate that you guys hang out with us in the morning and on top of that we've got the top 666 when we come back from this break now for some more news ready welcome to the top 666 what on the steve cochran show that is great radio this is your first look at what people animals and assorted fruits and vegetables (laughs) will be talking about today 
Suki and for Steve Cochran. He's taking the day off and he will be back tomorrow. Let's get started with the top six at six. Alderman voted yesterday to advance Mayor Lori Lightfoot's proposed reduction in penalties and fines for people caught carrying pot in their car or using it in public in Chicago. Now, the mayor's ordinance introduced earlier this month was passed by the City Council Public Safety Committee after a robust debate over whether police would still be able to impound drug purchasers during sting operations. It still needs to be passed by the full city council. Next! Experts say Chicago area residents will face the highest Thanksgiving Day gas prices they've seen in five years. Uh Uh-oh. Regular unleaded gas prices are projected to be $2.74 per gallon on Thanksgiving, up 17 cents from last year. And that would be the highest figure since 2014 when the average price was just over $3, according to the American Automobile Association. Now, in addition, a record 31.6 million Million passengers will travel on U.S. airlines during the Thanksgiving holiday period, according to a forecast by Airlines for America. Now, Sunday, December 1st, is expected to be the busiest travel day ever for the U.S. airline industry, with 3.1 million passengers expected that day. So who is flying? Anybody flying? Vivian, you're flying to Los Angeles? Yes, I am. But you don't have family in Los Angeles. What I are you doing? I have my boyfriend George. there. Oh. Hello. I know, but you're not <laughs> going to be with the family? No, uh, we decided this year to kind of share holidays. So I'm going to go there for uh, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and he's going to come here for New Year's. Wow. So your parents what? are okay with this? Your Greek you know, parents are oof, okay with you being away on Thanksgiving? That doesn't seem even to me. You know, I'm tr- well, he gets I know. both holidays, you get New Year's? Well, my <laughs> birthday is the end of January, so he's kind of coming twice oh. during that month, too. But mm. I'm trying to get my family to come to L.A. for Christmas, so we're still kind of working on that. It's, wow. called, cool. it's called love, Mary. Yeah, this is serious, Viv. <laughs> huh? Yeah. This is moving at a very f- quick pace, don't you think? I think this it's is a great. Pace. I mean, the family is getting together. Holidays already? Joint holidays? Oh. Trying to slow it down over there, No, G? not at Come all. On, I G. love it. Thanks, I'm waiting Carson. for my engagement. I mean, <laughs> engagement news. I need a wedding invitation. I like that You'll Viv wanted me to slow it down. I didn't think she was going to jump on board with that. <laughs> Mark, are you traveling or what are you doing? I'll be right here. I'm getting married, G. Have I mentioned that before? <laughs> As in you want to save money and not travel? But what about a honeymoon? Or, Are you leaving right away? We're going uh, We're going on Friday, yes. Oh, so you are traveling. Not, we are, tra- yes, but not over the Thanksgiving weekend. Wait, when weekend. is your wedding? The it's, date? It's Saturday. It's this Saturday? This Saturday, G. Whoa! November the 30th. Yeah. Why did I think it was the beginning of December? No. I'm so confused. G, G oh. we've been doing this now. You we, had a whole thing. You were going to come, but then you had to go. You're driving to North Carolina or something. We have so much to talk about. I am driving to North Carolina. Okay, more on this soon. Next, Naperville is home to another Jeopardy champion. Naperville receptionist Beth Stewart beat a three-day winner on last night's episode. Now, Stewart nailed two daily doubles in the second round and held the lead going into final Jeopardy, where she correctly answered the final clue about denim company Levi Strauss. Now, she wagered 18 thousand two hundred and one dollars and won the game with thirty nine thousand six hundred and one dollars would you ever do jeopardy i would be i don't think i'd make 200 bucks i don't think so either and i think the stress of having to hit that buzzer on you know to beat everybody else with the 
pressing the buzzer would be enough to just put me in anxiety. Do you know anyone who's ever done Jeopardy? I don't know anyone personally. I just want to mention, I know one person who's done it. He always likes to tell me how much you want. I made $78,000 on Jeopardy. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Congratulations. Dave and its daughter, Lindsay, did it. Did she really? Really? Yeah. I do remember that. Wow. She did good, too. I would be so nervous. I wouldn't be able to answer a question. That's my problem. Uh, I don't believe you. No, I really. I won Jeopardy at a baby shower the other day. Oh. A couple weeks ago. (laughs) What did you win, Mary? uh, A little candle. (laughs) Job, Mary. The whole table one. It was a table effort. High yeah. stakes. So, yeah. your friend, what did he do with the winnings? Seventy-eight thousand. Sure, he put it into his bank account. He's oh. doing something very, very, very uh, savvy. Huh? He's a long-term guy. G. Money savvy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next, <laughs> food experts say don't wash the turkey before popping it in the oven on Thanksgiving Day. They say that could spread the germs lurking on your turkey in the kitchen sink or nearby food. The do not wash raw poultry advice is from the USDA, is relatively new, and perhaps hasn't caught on because it goes against the ingrained belief that washing makes things clean. I was just discussing this with someone going back and forth about how you shouldn't wash chicken and you shouldn't wash turkey, but they always do. This is actually very helpful. I appreciate this knowledge right now. Because then you just wash the germs off of the poultry and then it gets on everything else. Yeah. Good learn right there. Uh, Mary, you're not washing your turkey, are you? I'm not cooking the turkey, but I always wash my chicken. You shouldn't wash your chicken either. Why? Why? I think I this is interchangeable. This. Turkey, chicken. I mean, a chicken's just basically a smaller turkey. Well, the bacteria just goes down <laughs> the drain, doesn't it? No, because then it spreads everywhere. It spreads where? In Super Joe? Sink? Yeah, I've always... I guess... I, I, there's just gunk on there sometimes, like when yeah, you're exactly. when, with uh, not necessarily with a with a big bird when you're cooking the entire turkey, but I feel like with chicken thighs or whatever, you're just kind of there's just mung on there that I don't feel comfortable with. Really, that's a good mung. Word. mung. That's a new, <laughs> that's real, the best part, the dude. Super Joe word. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess it would it would cook off if you're putting it on the grill or whatever. But there's just there's stuff on there that I just I mean I'm cutting off pieces of the fat anyways. You mm-hmm. know, just give it a quick rinse. Oh, you like it lean? You like it clean? Yeah. I'm going against the USDA in this one. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm wondering what people that are listening, if they wash their bird, is that what they're going to go against the USDA and wash the bird instead of listening to the U.S. government? Which isn't always right. It's just anyway. weird. They're concerned about the sink. I just don't get that. Well, yeah, they say the sink is the dirtiest place in Let's your house. Clean by the, the sink, way, then yeah. Oh, Mary. Oh, wow. I I better move on. I gotta move on. Mary's getting heated. Uh, Tiffany's is set to join Dior, Givenchy, Fendi, and Dom Perignon. The uh, American jewelry icon agreed to be purchased by the world's largest luxury goods company, LVMH, in a $16.2 billion deal. And of course, you're going to be pouring Dom at your wedding this weekend. Oh, tons. We've got... As many bottles as people need. Uh, lo- open bar? No problem. Yes, of course. Open bar with Dom and whatever else you want. Great Goose, get it in there. Let's go. <laughs> How many hours is uh, the open bar for? Uh, you, gee, you can make it back from Carolina. We'll just keep it rolling. <laughs> when you get back on Monday, we'll still be doing it. Okay, good. This sounds like a wedding that I love. Okay, next. <laughs> with the NBA season in full swing and the 2020 All-Star Game coming to Chicago early next year, Michael Jordan's Steakhouse announced yesterday a new Michael Jordan and Space Jam inspired menu featuring the Space Jam burger, Mike's Secret Stuff Shake, which is a salted caramel milkshake, delicious. and hand cut fries available in the Michael Jordan Steakhouse bar during every Chicago Bulls home game through April 13th. 
15th. Eat there every night. Are you guys excited about this? I feel like people love Space Jam. And people like Michael Jordan. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, I mean, I mean, he's in Space Jam, so I was just assuming it was, you know, interchangeable there. I mean, if MJ's at the bar, I'm excited. Let's be, let's be real here. If he's not there, it's, I mean, I, I like looking at pictures of Mike, but, you know. Mm-hmm. That salted milkshake. Yes. Yummy. There you go, Mary. <laughs> well, that was your top six at six. <laughs> That's all today for the top six at six. No more! Okay. So, um, you know, at the top of the show, when I was uh, chit-chatting there, of course, I said that I am moving and I said the wrong show because I was listening to the opening bell and it was a fantastic show this morning. I think I said opening bell instead of business lunch, but I will be on the Winterest business lunch, everyone. You feel better so, now? Yep. I said the, I said Wintrust, right? Yeah, I did. Didn't I? Oh, okay. Viv said I didn't. Who knows? It's early. You, you know why I'm stressed out? Because I am scrambling to get everything done that I need to get done because I am driving from Chicago to the western part of North Carolina where my mom lives. And uh, I'm going to do the 12-hour drive straight, which I've when I tell people that, some people have raised their eyebrows and said, you're going to do the whole drive? I just had my eyebrows raised when you were talking (laughs) about that. Are you going by yourself? I am going to go by myself. Oh, Oh, bless you. See, this is the reaction. But is that a a really long drive? I guess I haven't driven in a while. I've done seven or eight by myself before. Okay. Twelve. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of long, G. Well, this is also like Mary Vandeveld and myself who are... Yeah, you're traffic traffic people. (laughs) Yes, you're traffic experts. But I thought by leaving on Thursday, very early in the morning, I would have the traffic would be. Oh, you'll be good with traffic, right? That's not as long as the weather holds. But I'll just listen to all the WG and radio podcasts. There you go. I'm just worried about you falling asleep and stuff. And I think I can listen to some books on tape, and then I'm going to call each of you at your respective Thanksgiving celebrations. Cool. (laughs) I'll check in with everybody. Keep eating. Yeah, but I was seeing on the. USA Today that there are 55 million folks will be um, at on the roads and in the airports and I saw this story that I thought was pretty cool. Did you know that you can bring a full Thanksgiving turkey on an airplane? No. <laughs> Do you have to pay for the seat? Well, according to <laughs> TSA, you can have the quote cooked avian creature can tag along in your carry-on at the airport. So you can actually put it in your carry-on. It's kind of gross. Is there a weight limit for this? Because like, there's a weight limit for dogs. Oh, yeah, see, and for no, your bag, too. Usually. I didn't even know that. Jen it says that uh, you can even bring some side dishes and desserts, mm. including uh, Thanksgiving staples like pumpkin pie, as long as they're all in tightly sealed plastic containers. But when it comes to anything like gravy or cranberry sauce... You uh, have to follow, of course, the rules, the 311 rule, meaning each liquid container must be no more than 3.4 ounces. Yeah. So your turkey might be gigantic, but the uh, sides and cranberry sauce, yeah. you're not going to get a lot of that in. <laughs> Three All ounces right. of gravy. gravy. Let's check in with uh, news right now. Steve Cochran Show. Steve is taking the day off, but never fear. He will be back tomorrow. He'll be back one day for one more day before we all take a Thanksgiving Day and Friday off and uh, thanks to everybody here that's going to be working the holidays uh, so that other folks can take some time off. We really appreciate it. Um, did you know that today the White House uh, has released names of the two turkeys up for consideration uh, for the official presidential pardon? 
So uh, one of these turkeys, it's either bread or butter. Get it? Bread and butter. Um, President Trump will issue a presidential pardon to one of the turkeys today. And uh, it's part of the annual tradition. Did you know that it was actually made official in 1989? Under former President George H.W. Bush. See, I thought this was a tradition that maybe held back hundreds of years. I so, didn't know. So two turkeys are hanging out, bread and butter, and one of them's going to make it, and one of them's yeah, going to... Yeah, I know. I thought that was a little harsh, too. And it says the White House is conducting polling on social media and its website to determine the winner. Uh, but... To your point, Mark Carmen, because you are very astute, uh, it seems a little unfair, but in last year's turkey battle, peas beat out carrots. Really? Yes. Mm. But, um, thank goodness, both were pardoned and sent to live out their days <laughs> in Virginia at Gobbler's Rest. Uh-huh. Isn't that a great name? It's a great place to be. Gobbler's Rest, where they'll be cared for by Virginia Tech students and veterinarians, according to the White House. So that happens today. Way to go, peas So you can put your vote in for whether bread or butter gets pardoned, but I have a feeling that both will make it. Are there pictures of the bread and butter? Hmm, I think on social media there will be photos. Um, Well, I was talking at the top of the show about how scattered I've been, just because I feel like... I've got so much to do before I have to take this 12-hour drive down to North Carolina. And I feel like this is the time of year where everyone feels really rushed and there's so much to do. And, of course, you've got a wedding that's coming up on top of it. But I want to know how everyone stays in a place of gratitude because isn't Thanksgiving about being thankful and grateful? And I was reading an opinion article on New York Times, and there was a psychologist that said that gratitude on Thanksgiving was a little bit of a waste because you're already with everybody that you love. So you're already kind of in a state of gratitude. But I think you kind of have to remain in that place in order to get through Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know if people necessarily feel gratitude when they're around their family. Yeah, but you're not always with your whole family either. I mean, True. I'm not going to be with two of my kids. Yeah. Out of three. Oh, no. Why? How yeah. dare they do this to you, Mary? You no, know, we always go to Wisconsin because my mother in law cooks. And so various kids can go and some can't. You know, they're married. Two are married. And um, so one. Yeah. But I will be with my grandbabies. So that will be very exciting. So, yeah, it's 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 hard because you're, you know, I'm, I sit there and I, I'm thankful for everybody I'm with, but I'm not with everybody right. I want to be with, too. So it's hard. Okay. Well, so we kind of all disagree with this person that wrote this article. Um, call 312-981-7200. We want to hear from you. Let us know how you remain grateful during the holidays, um, sort of what your tips are for remaining in a state of gratitude. Of course, sometimes it's very difficult to. I mean, you must have a lot of gratitude if you're willing to drive 12 hours, G, <laughs> to see your mom. That's big time. Well, part of it is because I procrastinated and waited way too long to buy uh, airline tickets. And I'm driving back up with my mom who will inevitably need to make about a hundred a hundred stops along the way because uh-huh. every 30 minutes she's like I need the bathroom oh, that'll or, be a fun ride let's stop for coffee so that 12 hour ride might turn into a 24 hour ride I don't know we might have to do stop do you even somewhere. have a car no I'm going to be renting oh. a car so yes <laughs> but I have some I have some tips by the way um, about how to remain in a state of gratitude some of them include don't be picky appreciate everything everything go. find gratitude in your challenges that's a way to stay positive even though it might seem seem like everything's difficult. Uh, practice mindfulness. You're into that, Mark Carm. I'm into all this. I like these. Uh, these this is good, G. Yeah. Everything's an opportunity. Do you keep a gratitude journal? 
No, but that's a great idea. Do you volunteer? Now, this is the time of year that I think a lot of people... Well, you don't have time to volunteer right now. You're working three jobs, and you're getting married uh, this weekend. I mean, at some point, I'd love to get back into the volunteering thing. But this is the time of year that you should definitely think about giving back to others. And then you should also express yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that could get you in trouble. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We could delve deeper. Gotta be in. careful with the I know, expressing yes, yourself. Express expressing us. yourself around your family. Well, right. Yeah, but especially you should, after a few glasses of wine. Mm, you should express <laughs> your gratitude, though, and oh, share gratitude. that okay. positivity with everyone that you love. Okay. And we're back at the Steve Cochran Show. This is G. And for Steve, he's taking the day off today. Um, it is now time. Karma, are you excited about this? I think so. For Kid of the Week. Oh, this we, is the best. We always look forward to this. And uh, we're going to be talking with uh, a junior in high school at Wheaton Warrenville. And uh, we're going to be talking with Jackson Moran. Hi, Jackson. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you? Well, thank you so much for getting up so early in the morning. (laughs) Not a problem. Oh, so you're at Wheaton Warrenville. And are you, you're a junior now? Yes. Okay. And how has school been going for you so far? Uh, It's been going pretty good. No complaints. And uh, I hear that you play varsity soccer. Yep. What else are you into? Um, I have, in the summer, I have a job um, with a contractor. In the winter, I work for my mom's accounting firm as like a secretary. Um, I mow lawns, shovel, all that kind of stuff. You are a busy man, and... The reason why you're a kid of the week, of course, you're not a kid, you're uh, a young man, and we thank you so much for letting us honor you, because you do a lot of volunteering. So, tell us about the volunteering that you did in South Dakota. Um, So, every week out of the year, I go with my extended family to Pine Ridge Native American Reservation in South Dakota, Um, and I volunteer for with a group called Remember, and... Um, their key focus is trying to just make the lives of the Native Americans a little bit easier. Um, and we do things like skirt trailers, um, dig holes for outhouses because most of them don't have plumbing and electricity. Um, we bring bunk beds to families who don't have enough beds because most of the time it can be six kids to a bed. Um, and we just listen to their stories and try and learn, um, from them and figure out how we can help in any way possible. Jackson, oh, go ahead, Carm. No, I was just going to say, Jackson, why was this something that was on your heart that you wanted to be involved in? Well, I'm all, I've always been a hands-on kid, um, so any chance for me to do something like that, um, I feel like I have, I'm more of value if I'm hands-on and helping in ways that I personally know how to help. And my aunt has been doing it, I think, for 11 to 13 years. Um, So her whole family has gone, and they've been going for quite some time now. And four years ago, they decided to bring me. Um, So I jumped at the opportunity, and I've loved it ever since, and I keep going back. We're talking with uh, Jackson Moran, who's a junior at Wheaton Warrenville High School who's been doing some volunteering work at an organization called Remember in South Dakota. What do you take with you once you, how did it change you when you started doing this volunteering work? I'm sure it really um, affected you seeing how 
um, you know, how much the kids were in need. You mentioned the kids, uh, a lot of them sleeping in bunk beds. Um, it really changed my perspective. Um, just from the stories that they have, I mean, it's the poorest county in America. Um, so it's a lot different than where I grew up. Um, so going out there and just listening to them, listening to what they have to go through on a daily basis, um, like even the small things like not like it's a food desert out there. Um, their grocery stores are gas stations. The it was a big deal this summer when their grocery store finally had one whole newspaper side that was coupons because they had enough produce and enough products to be able to do that. Um, so it really just kind of changed my perspective on things and it made me value all the little things that I have. Um, so, yeah. Did you get the soccer ball out, Jackson? Have some fun, too? I uh, Every once in a while, because they do a thing on Wednesdays where they bring the community into the campus of the organization and we serve them food. They can sell arts and crafts and we have a soccer ball that I'll play with some of the kids with. As though it wasn't enough that you're already volunteering at this great organization that benefits Native Americans in South Dakota, you also went to the Dominican Republic with your dad to help there. So what were you doing there? Um, there, again, it was manual labor. Uh, we built a second floor to a church because the government down there has some guidelines on how um, churches and other communities, places can receive more government funding for the community. Um, so we built them a second floor so that way they could receive more money for the community. And we built two homes um, for the locals so that way families could have safe homes that weren't just like scrap wood and other miscellaneous um, pieces of like siding and stuff. So that way they had a safe place where they could sleep and have a family. Jackson, you are one handy teenager. This is incredible. Uh, Not only that, do you go around and help the neighbors as well when they need help? Yeah, I'm kind of the neighborhood first call when something needs to be done. Well, what do you want to do when you grow up? I mean, it sounds like you're already doing a lot, but you are still in high school. So what do you hope to be when you grow up? Um, I hope to be an engineer with kind of environmental emphasis to kind of figure out um, different ways just to clean the earth and all that kind of stuff. And uh, why is that important to you? Um, Just because... There's always that saying you grow up with, leave it better than how you found it. And um, it's not really being left better than we found it. It's being destroyed. And on Pine Ridge, the Lakotas um, take earth and how we relate with it very seriously. And it's rubbed off on me. And I see how poorly we're treating it. And I want to try and make a difference. Now, is this something that, I mean, this is something you're very passionate about, but have you talked to your friends about it at school, and have you been able to recruit some of your friends into volunteering as well? Um, I have not. I have plans either this summer or the summer after to bring a couple friends out with me. Um, we, All my friends are in sports, and they're all super busy in the summer, so to try and find a whole week where one of us is like we're all 
deadlifts are free is hard. Um, so, but I do have goals to try and get some of my friends and people in my community come out with me, so that way they can also take back the lessons that I've learned and see how just different um, a county in our own country can be. Because um, usually when people think of America, it's the land of the free where you can go do things, but really you have the poorest county in America just 12 hours away, and it's basically at the it's a basically third world country at the poverty rates and everything. So I want to be able to bring some of my friends and people in my community so they can truly see that too. Where do you want to go to college, Jackson? Um, I'm looking at a couple places. Loris College up in Dubuque. Um, Milwaukee School of Engineering are kind of the top two right now. I want to try and play college soccer. So I'm I, pro Jackson getting a scholarship here, G. I know. It's a soccer scholarship, an academic scholarship. Just give them all the scholarships. Um, I know you fi- find a lot of joy in giving back and volunteering, but we need to know what you do for fun. What music are you into? What's your favorite TV show? Um, I... It's an unpopular opinion as a teenager, but I love country music. I always have. Um, Who's your favorite artist? Um, I don't really know. Probably um, Rodney Atkins or Riley Green are right now kind of the top two. Um, And what else are you doing for fun? um, I hang out with my friends on the weekends when I can, when I'm not busy with soccer or work or something. Um, Very nice. Yeah. Well, listen, Jackson, you are our kid of the week, and uh, Super Joe, we're going to keep him on the line, right, because he's going to receive a awesome prize. Yeah, we sure are. We're going to give him a uh, Lou Malnati's gift card and in a gift card to Apt. Hey, juniors in high school and Lou Malnati's pizza. What goes better together? <laughs> well, thanks, Jackson, exactly. for being with us. Congratulations. Thank you. That was our kid of the week. What a stud. He's awesome. I mean, Unbelievable. He has 20 jobs. He has more jobs than you, Mark Harmon. Yeah, and he's uh, a junior in high school. Way to go, Jackson. I know. We were talking about gratitude, and he does this volunteering, and it was so incredible to see that, you know, he said it changed him, and he came back with a greater and deeper sense of gratitude, and of course, it's Thanksgiving. He's just very measured on all his answers. He took it, he just wanted to say Very thoughtful. I appreciated that. Um, Yeah. This is like a very wise old man, the way he was talking. Um, and also, of course, this is the time of year that uh, you do have to think about other people that are in need. And this is a perfect time of year to reach out, whether it's a bit of your time or whether you can donate some money as well. Yeah. So anyway, after we come back from the break, the moment that we have all been waiting for to check in with Mark Carmen. Wow. T-minus how many days? It's Saturday, G. It's Saturday. Are you ready? No. Got to write my vows, do a bunch of stuff. You want to write my vows for me? We got to get the news. <laughs> Coming up, Hamilton's Miguel Cervantes is going to be talking about the Thanksgiving parade. We're also going to be hearing about Navy Pier's housegiving. It's going to be a really awesome celebration, festivities, and party going on over at Navy Pier. Okay, wonderful listeners, you just heard Mark Carmen say that he has not written his vows. Did and I say that? And you were getting married when? Saturday, G. This Saturday. This Saturday. How many days is that? Today's what? Tuesday? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I got part of Saturday. I've got at least five, four and three quarters days. But here's the thing you got to think about. Yeah. 
you have Thanksgiving, you have families coming in for the wedding, you have the holiday as well. Mm-hmm. You're going to be really busy. Mm-hmm. So when are you going to carve out time to write this? I, I don't know, G. We're, it's, it, I'm just going to have to find the time. We're going to have to sit down and we're going to... Wait, you're going to write? Do it together? I, I, me, myself, and I, Mary. I, oh. I, there's, there's the, there's, <laughs> Three of you. There's the me that wants to do it, the me that doesn't want to do it. Just ad lib. You think so? I'm yeah. going to give out our phone number. The feelings number. of the moment. Catch the moment as it is. You can do it. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. Call in if you have tips or if you have uh, some Top 10 advice. best wedding vows. Do What's you have to write your wedding vows or can you just use the ones that the pastor gives you? You don't have to write. Or officiant. Don't you? You got to be authentic. You want to personalize Jen. it. So you two want to have, how long are the vows going to be? Uh, I, we don't. There's no time frame here. How about this one? You are my reason back then, my reason now, my reason every day. That's too many reasons. You strengthen my weaknesses, bring my focus to my dreams. <laughs> wow. Here and now, I pledge my life to yours. Are you reading this, or is this coming out, um, out of your head? It's, it's, right, it's, it's right off the top of my head and off of top 10 wedding, easyweddings.com. That's I think what I got. our listeners are a lot smarter than uh, that website you're reading off of 312-981-7200 if you want to help out mark carmen with his wedding vows if you grow weak i'll be there to fight your battle for you i'll help you with your responsibilities and make your problems my own sounds like she's dying <laughs> i'd say make sure that your vows don't sound like you're someone's supplement yeah make them sound like you're their compliment thank you jen DeSalvo. what is going on with this voice you're not going to use this voice to read your vows today i take my place as your husband <laughs> May our days be long, and may they be seasoned with faith, love, understanding, and respect forever and ever. I'm getting nervous for you, Mark. No. I'm nervous for me. You Honestly, though, are you thinking about a time to set aside to think no. about this? No. I'll, I'm in the Please moment. Please don't Gee, wing I'm it. I'm in the don't moment. Don't wing it. This is not... I'm not gonna, gonna no, be... I'm not going to wing it, but I don't have a time set aside. You don't live that way, do you? Do you plan out your days? I do. I try to. Oh, please. I mean, I'm never on schedule, but I try okay. to... I, li- I love to make lists. That's one of my favorite things. I make lists all the time I, that I, I don't follow. I but did. writing wedding vows really should not be on a to-do list. <laughs> it sounds kind of... You know? Well, you can make these realistic wedding vows. Like, I promise to not get mad when you lose your employment and I am the sole provider of money or uh, I sounds personal no no it's just like the real yeah. things that people go through every day sometimes the vows are very like romantic and loving but marriage is now, you know Jen is that what you did well, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a part-time employee. I work part-time. You know, my husband right. has always been supportive, even though when we got uh, married. What a good you know, guy. I got a good one there. And, you know, you get a little scared, like, oh, no, I'm not carrying my weight like I used to. But it's some somebody who's always warm and there for you and loves you unconditionally. So well, around here, you carry them. plenty of weight. Yes, I think that's the solution. <laughs> Jen is going to write your vows. Well, Jen, I, did, I can definitely help. Didn't you get married at Epcot? Yes, I I did. So that's I don't know. I got married in Walt Disney World. Mickey Mouse was there. I mean, I don't know. If, see this, that, that. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, can't, I can't follow that blue, that that blueprint right there. Look at it. <laughs> she got married next to Minnie and Mickey or whatever. Well, how do you know how long it has to be though? You 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 have an idea. You just short and sweet and to the point. Well, think about your beautiful fiance and then the words will come to you we've been talking about mark carmen's wedding vows which he has yet to write and he is getting married this saturday 
From the 773, here's a text. Do not ad lib with multiple exclamation marks. Are you out of your mind? From the 815, speak from your heart, be you. Oh, thank you, 815. I appreciate that. I don't, I don't, you know, listen, in the moment, it's a beautiful thing. What happens if, even if you fall on your face, gee, what happens if, if it goes completely wrong? I was still speaking from my heart. It's your wedding day. Nothing can go wrong, right? Okay, so you haven't written your vows yet. What else do you have to do? What are you stressed about? So I got to go get the Jordan shoes. That's the big thing here. We got to go, you know, I got, I got my groomsmen. I need, they need shoes. But explain to the listeners why you picked Jordan shoes. Well, I I grew up with MJ and you want to have the goat at your wedding, even though Mike can't make it. We're going to have some, we're going to get everybody in the shoes. (laughs) Did you send an invitation to everybody's wearing the shoes? Well, not everyone, Mary, but you know, if you were coming, you'd be welcome to wear them. No, I mean the people at the bridal party. They're wearing the shoes? Most are, yes. You like that? Not the girls. Uh, <laughs> no. no, not the women. That Thank is correct. You. Although I think Chelsea does have a pair of of, of sneakers that right for later. The old for later sneakers thing. You can't walk around the in the dancing feet. shoes. Right, right. I love it when brides wear sneakers under the dress because they. The thing is, it's your day. You have to be able to enjoy the entire day without stressing about the fact that your feet hurt. And they end up taking the shoes off anyway if they are, they're high heels. Right. I. I completely encourage wear gym shoes. I don't care what you wear. It's your day. Back in the day, we couldn't do that. But what else have, uh, is going on? Oh, everything's going on. Gee, we've got people canceling. We got we got to readjust tables. We've got we've got rehearsal dinners that are not really planned. We've got uh, there's we, I, there's even we have there's a big debate <laughs> going on 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 the pizza situation because there's pizzas at the uh, at the rehearsal dinner. People don't like my choice of the jalapeno. I got a jalapeno on one of the pizzas. Who doesn't like a jalapeno? I love jalapeno. As long as you have one that's a little spicy and you have some other pizzas. Right, right. Sounds like you have a good selection. I'm getting yelled at for the jalapeno. I like what you're doing, but I do suggest, are you going to get a haircut before the Saturday? Wow, gee. <laughs> just, I mean, just look at I mean, You're very handsome, but the hair is looking like you might need a little Viv's fre- giving the, freshener. Right. Maybe. Okay. Wednesday, Wednesday night, gee. It's on the schedule. I know. Thank and you. it's his wedding Saturday. And of course, Thanksgiving is Thursday. And there's going to be the awesome Thanksgiving parade for Chicago and in one of the stars of the parade is going to be our very own Hamilton star Miguel Cervantes hi Miguel hey everybody good morning how you doing I'm good I'm good are you excited about the parade I am excited. I've never done anything. I've never been in the parade before. <laughs> and tell us I've done a lot of cool. Th- I've done a lot of cool <laughs> things here in Chicago, um, but the parade I haven't gotten to do that yet. So this sounds fun. My wife did it last year. Um, uh, with Jenny Pulos, but she got to ride in the car, so now it's my turn. I don't imagine that it's something that you ever would get nervous about after doing your performances. I mean, do you get nervous about anything? No, not not. I mean, I was nervous to throw out the first pitch at uh, at Wrigley the other day. Or, I mean, like, like last season, that made me nervous. Uh, uh, I did the shoot the puck. I did the shoot the puck at at uh, the Blackhawks game. I was ter- terribly nervous. But something like this, I think. I, the, you know, the Hamilton thing. I got that in the bag now, so it's not so, not a big deal anymore. Well, the main thing is you do. You want to make sure you don't bounce the ball, right? The, the, oh, you don't want to bounce the ball, and yeah, that's the one thing. I do a strike throw. I do it right down the middle. The guy wow. was, the, the, yeah, right. I mean, it was a it was a nice slow, a nice slow curveball. Um, but uh, but that was good. So yeah, a man of many talents. Now, is being in the Thanksgiving parade this year? Does it take on special meaning for you and your family, especially after everything yeah. that you've been through? 
Yeah, you know, it's been a really hard year for us. I mean, it's been, you know, uh, you know, a really hard three years. And so as, you know, we've sort of been talking about this um, together, how this whole Hamilton journey has gone alongside the journey with my daughter and um, and her epilepsy. And, you know, and so it, it sort of is all coming to a close at the same time. You know, she passed about six weeks ago. And so, um, and Hamilton's closing in about six weeks from now. And so this will be our, potentially our last Thanksgiving here in Chicago. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, just, it's sort of a weird, uh, you know, the, the, the journeys have been together and, and the Hamilton part of the Chicago Hamilton part will be done soon. And, and, you know, her sort of suffering and, and her condition sort of, you know, her story ended as well. And, uh, you know, so this sort this, this, it's, 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 it is, it's going to be a very meaningful holiday season and Thanksgiving season. And, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to think of Chicago very, very fondly. I don't know what's going to happen next, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm going to think very fondly about this time. And so this will be a nice, a nice sort of end of, of or something, you know, I'm not sure it's such a weird, a weird thing to think about that it's going to be over. Miguel, on behalf of everyone here at WG and radio, our condolences for Adelaide. Well, thank you to you and your family. Um, is everybody going to be in the parade with you? I'm sure it's going to be a family Man. affair. Yeah, we, we, my son is very excited to be in the car with me. Uh, and, and how old waving. is he now? He's seven. He's seven. So first. Uh, Jack- oh, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, Jackson, Jackson, he's seven. And then Kelly may come as well. I, but yeah, he's eight. We watched, we watched Kelly do it last year. And then, so now we're going to get to do it this year. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about the parade? I don't know. Just sort of, you know, the, I, the cool thing about this whole experience, you know, is how unbelievable, you know, Chicago has been to me and my family, you know, uh, I, they announced my name at the Blackhawks game and, and it went, I didn't expect people to sort of cheer or anything. No one watches that thing, but I, I heard people, um, cheering and, um, and I think being able to just see people out there, you know, on the street, I think is, it's, we've been so supported here and that's going to be the, the, the best part, uh, is just sort of being able to see people and, and, and give them a wave and give them some love. And I think that's been, the coolest part about this whole journey is, is is the support we've gotten from all the folks uh, here in town. So, um, you know, that's going to be, there's some balloons, right? I think that'd be kind of cool. I've never seen a big balloon in person. <laughs> well, Miguel, you, you, having this platform where you could talk about uh, not only perform here, but also be able to talk about what's going on in your family, and it's, it's super vulnerable to put all that out there. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming on one side, it's, you're, you're grateful to have it. On the other side, it, it just going through the whole journey and condolences for me as well. It, it could not have been easy to have it so public. Well, you know, I, I guess it's it sort of, I, I, don't, I don't know what it would have been like without it. You know, I, I sort of... I think sometimes that, you know, being able to, you know, go through this sort of terrible thing with my family, you know, in private may have been, you know, better. But, you know, if you have to have something like this, that something's hard and difficult and and unfair, even definitely unfair to go through, I think being able to stand up on a platform and say, hey, everyone pay attention to this because we can do we can do something to change this doesn't make it worth it by any means it's never going to be worth it right. but it does make it a little bit you know maybe that we can do some good maybe that somebody can we can change the world a little bit and if i'm given the opportunity i want to do that and so that all of this suffering and all of this this you know this the the, the, the you know, sort of the terrible time that she had um in her life uh will not be completely in vain and you know that's i think if you're if you're if you have to deal with something like this 
it's a gift to be able to to use that as as fuel to try to, to make a difference. So that's what we're doing with Cure and the, and the folks at Citizens United for Research and Epilepsy. We're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to use the platform in whatever in whatever way we can to you know to honor her and to honor her her legacy and uh, to try to make a difference. And you know, yeah, and that's what, like I said, if you have to go through it, you know, try to get something out of it. You know. Well, you have been an absolute gift uh, to the to the city, and we will definitely miss you and hope you land wherever your heart desires. Are you just soaking it up right now? These last uh, moments and last performances, and uh, it's closing of a chapter and an opening up of a new one. Yeah, you know, I think I, I try not to think of January fifth when I'm on stage now. <clears throat> you know, I, I, it's it's it feels like it just started. I know it's been three years, you know, a thousand, almost 1100 performances for me. Um, and it, it, it doesn't feel that old. It doesn't feel like it's been such a long time. So I try not to think of, um, the last one, uh, because I, I, I get emotional, um, about all of it, you know, uh, walking around town and, you know, I'm excited for January kind of, you know, uh, not for the show to be done, but to be able to go, you know, see what happens on, Tuesday nights in Chicago, you know, to go see people say all the time, well, have you gone here? Have you gone there? And I don't get a chance. Uh, so I'll be able to do that. But at the same time, this has been an amazing part of my life and I'm, I'm going to always think about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to see the show on set on that, on that Sunday, January 5th. Um, I don't know how many of the words I'm actually going to be able to say. Well, I've been blessed enough to see you perform Hamilton uh, twice, and it is absolutely incredible. If anyone's not seen it, now is the time to go and see it. And I've been blessed to see you on the golf course. You have a phenomenal swing. People should know that. <laughs> Listen, I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, thank you so much, Miguel. Uh, congratulations. And, uh, of course, we are going to be so excited to cheer you on as you're in the absolutely. Chicago Thanksgiving Parade this Thursday at 8 a.m. to uh, 11 a.m. And it's State Street from uh, Congress to Randolph, right? I'm working on my uh, my waving hands right now. Love it. Yes. It going. Rest up because you're going to need it because you're going to have so many <laughs> cheers and kisses blown your way. So thank you so much, it. Miguel. Love it. All right. Thanks, gonna... guys. Appreciate it. If you're looking for something great to do with your entire family this week, you need to check out Navy Piers Housegiving. It's a free music celebration and donation drive for the homeless. Housegiving is part of Navy Piers Sequence Chicago event series, which highlights Chicago's vibrant art and cultural scene and in studio with us is Payel Patel who is the PR director at Navy Pier. Hi Payel. Hi. You oh did I sorry you can say hi again sorry I turn your mic on. (laughs) (laughs) So you were just saying that you could see where you work. It's such a great view right? I know you guys have such a great view from here. It's it was beautiful to see. Um, tell me a little bit more about this housegiving. I don't know much about it. Yeah, so we're really excited to host our third annual housegiving um, at Navy Pier this Wednesday. Um, it's become a tradition now, and so from 8.30 p.m. to 1 a.m., it goes pretty late in the night, we're going to host a free house music concert. Um, and, you know, it's just so appropriate and fitting because, as you know, Chicago is such a house town. It's the origins of house music, mm-hmm. and so we're really proud to have the iconic, you know, Chicago destination hosting one of the um, greatest uh, house music concerts uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Now, is this so that way people have a place to go to because they need to get out of the house because at this point, folks are probably bickering. (laughs) Totally, totally. (laughs) If you you probably just got together with your family, if you wanted a little bit of an escape or an outing, come on down to Navy Pier. And we have such a great lineup. Um, We've got uh, DJ Alicia, and then we've got um, the king of house music, Farley, Jack Master, 
Funk and DJ uh, Mark Farina. So we've got quite the lineup and it's going to be a ton of fun. What else do you have going on at Navy Pier this time of year? So we're actually gearing up for our Fifth Third Bank Winter Wonderfest, which is coming up pretty soon. So this Friday, so as, you know, after the, the house music concert, you can come back on Friday and go um, shopping for your holiday gifts at the uh, first annual um, Winter Wonder Market. So it's the first time we're ever doing that, and we'll have appearances, appearances from Santa and Mrs. Claus. So there'll be photo opportunities. It's so nicely decorated, and then there's going to be deals and promotions going on and specials. So it'll be really festive. And Navy Pier really undergoes an entire transformation for the holidays. Oh, it really does. Yeah, for, and now, for, especially with the uh, Winter Wonder Market from the front to the back. Wow. Um, That's got to make going to work a little bit more festive for you. Oh, it is. It's so nice. I mean, the lights and this time of year, just all around Chicago is just so magical. So, yeah, we definitely welcome or encourage people to come back. And in the spirit of giving, you know, this Wednesday is also going to serve as a donation drive, like you said earlier, and it's going to benefit the um, Chicago Coalition for the Homeless. And so we encourage people to come to Housegiving and bring, um, you know, hygiene items and coats and scarves and gloves, things that people really need this time of year. Um, so we'll connect, collect all those, and Big Bus will help us deliver it to um, locations that really need it. I, I love that because it is it's, it is time to think about other folks too this time of year. And of course, it's getting cold as well, and with the holidays, and um, also included, you can drop off hand and foot warmers, socks, underwear, yeah. personal hygiene items, sleeping bags, dental kits, towels, and blankets as well. Yes, yes. And then the concert it's the Aeon Grand Ballroom, and the the collection um, area is actually right outside the entrance, so it's really convenient. Drop off your things. Go inside, enjoy the music. About how many people are you expecting to show up? You know, it, it's so hard to tell because we we don't know what um, to anticipate every year. But last couple of years, we've had hundreds of com- you know people coming by and enjoying the music. And it's such a long period of time from eight thirty to one, so it spreads out. <laughs> so describe the scene. W- what do you need to wear? How are you going to be dressed appropriately to party on Thanksgiving? Oh, come in whatever you'd like. I mean, you know, come in your your. We welcome everything from casual wear to if you want to dress up for a night out you know do so so it'll be in the Aeon Grand Ballroom and um, you know it, it'll be such a good time because the DJs especially make it such a um, a fun and festive environment they really get into it and this lineup spe- specifically I've had the pleasure of you know working with uh, DJ Farley recently and he's just such a great character like he'll really bring the entire space to life I love it and you want to give the details again where can people go to find more information yeah you go to navypeer.org and it is free so no ticket required you just show up and um, you know come down for a good time starts at 8 30 goes all the way until 1 a.m um and uh like i said again and come back on friday for the opening of winter wonder market it's the key to dancing to house music do you have anything that you could break down for those of us who maybe are not <laughs> uh I I'm not one to to offer any um, tips on house music dancing, but well, he needs tips on his wedding dance because he's oh, getting no, married no, no, on no, Saturday. No, 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 no. Hold on, I got that thing down. I'm I'm trying to expand into my house dancing. <laughs> like, like, expand your repertoire. Yes. Do you have? Well, let me ask you this: Do you have rhythm? Do you? Can you just? Probs not, but okay. I could give it. A, but I give it a whirl, right? You know. Get, do, That's all that counts, really. Okay. You know, it is it is art, and it's whatever you interpret that as. <laughs> Well, Payel Patel, thank you so much. And one more time, what is the website? NavyPier.org. And be sure to check out Navy Pier's House Giving. Oh, it's the most wonderful time of year, Carm. 
Do you love this time of year? I do, G. I do. <laughs> we just heard about Navy Pier's housegiving party on Thanksgiving night. And mm-hmm. you know they say Thanksgiving night is one of the busiest nights for bars. Wednesday night is... Oh, Wednesday yeah, night. that's the big night. Is the Wednesday night? Okay. College kids come home. Yeah. They have to escape. Crazy. Do you have coping mechanisms, everybody? I, I have some coping mechanisms. Yeah. Coping mechanisms yeah, for... for being with your family and oh. trapped inside all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love my family. I thought you were going to say for bar night. Oh, for bar night, yeah. Well, I mean, I usually end up at the bar. Um, just, you know, for a drink. But uh, my mom ends up actually opening several bottles of wine as well. With I thought dinner. you were going to say your mom goes to the bar. Oh, she loves to go with me. She's, oh, really? a, she's a riot. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I want to know about your coping mechanisms. If you want to give us a call at 312-981-7200. How do you cope with the holidays? Of course, we all are in a state of gratitude about Thanksgiving and the holidays, um, turning over, getting ready for a new year, a fresh start. But you also have to cope with everyone, and especially that one uncle. You know, there's always, everybody has that one uncle. Is it yep. the one uncle? Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to be in North Carolina, G? I want to get personal. I dare you. <laughs> because we were talking about your uh, personal life and your wedding that's upcoming, and you've got to have, this has got to be a record number of family and friends. I mean, family especially coming in, because it's Thanksgiving and it's your wedding. And we've had some ugly moments in the Carmen family Thanksgiving history. Really? Yes. But has any food ever been thrown? No food has been thrown, but there was once a video, uh, like my 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 aunt had like a, she had a little bit of piece of bread in the corner, <laughs> and they've, they've zoomed in on the bread and then replayed it the next Thanksgiving, and that did not go over particularly well. I don't believe she ever returned to that Thanksgiving party I don't again. blame her. The rule is you have to tell someone if they have something in their teeth. Right. Well, that wasn't followed in the Carmen family. That's the worst thing that happened Thanksgiving-wise that I can remember. My mom choked on a turkey bone. Oh, what? no. Yeah, she well, was choking one year, and my sister-in-law, who's also a nurse, did the Heimlich on her and got it out. Oh, my God. Oh, my Yeah, goodness. that was interesting. One. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure after you, you get over being terrified, yeah. it's really funny. And my mom was fine. She just kept eating afterwards. <laughs> she just, yeah, she's, she's like, like, I'm, I'm oh, ready well. for seconds now that I'm loved, done choking. You know, my mom passed, but she, she loved bones and, oh, you God know, rest her soul. burnt meat and all the kinds of <laughs> burnt food. It was, yeah, so... She's fine. She was fine. Well, call 312-981-7200 if you've got a Thanksgiving disaster story. I'm kind of curious what Mary was doing when her mother was choking on the... Well, her sister's well, the nurse. The deal. There were like three nurses there at the time. I, my okay. sister's a nurse. My sister-in-law is a nurse. And I believe one of the nieces there, she was a nurse. So I was across the table. And <laughs> I wasn't sitting next to her. I was across the table. So, yeah. I was too far to get to her. Okay. Well, we were just talking about ways you can escape your family for a little bit because, of course, we love them. But then you can also head out and go to Navy Pier's housegiving. There's also some other activities going around if you're having to stay around here for the holidays. Um, Lincoln Park Zoo has their zoo lights. All right. That's opening on Friday, November 29th. That's always a fan favorite. The Big Bus Hop On or Hop Off Chicago Tour. So if you've got family visiting in from uh, out of town and they don't get to spend much time in Chicago or they've never been here before then you can just hop on and hop off of the big uh, red bus and then they can take you all around so it gives you a little bit of flexibility too I mean that's the ultimate coping mechanism is just to leave early leave before everybody else does oh yeah so but you can't leave too early though because you know if you leave too early then everyone will be talking about you yeah it just uh, leave enough time for them to get a little sauced so they don't really notice <laughs> See, that's my coping mechanism, is a, a nice glass of wine 
or two. Um, okay, so let's uh, check in with uh, our caller here. Pat? Good morning. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Um, I have a Thanksgiving disaster story for you. <laughs> Love it. Tell us. Please. This, this was the year that I was pregnant with my second child. My sister was in charge of making the pumpkin pie this year. Thankfully, I did not want any. My ex-husband took a big honking piece of it. Uh-huh put a big piece in his mouth and immediately went, Oh, no, it was bad. What happened to it? My sister misread the recipe. (laughs) Instead of a cup of sugar, she put a cup of salt in it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. I did that one year. She got got relegated to the relish tray after that. Oh, she was banished to the relish tray. How tragic. So, Pat, is she normally a very good baker or cook? Oh, no. No, no, no. You know all those dumb blonde jokes that people tell? Somebody had to have walked behind her and written them all down. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad you're the one saying it. I hope she's not listening right now. You might be in some trouble. Oh, no. She's... Moved out to California to blend in with the rest of the nuts. <laughs> okay, so what are you going to be doing? Get me wrong, I love her. I love her dearly. Mm-hmm. This is just, just this is just the way my sister is. So, what are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? Are you guys going to be seeing each other? No, um, her getting out here or me getting out there just isn't feasible at this point in time. No, I'm going to stay home and I'm going to have. Um, Chris, uh, Thanksgiving with uh, one of my daughters and uh, one of my grandchildren. I love it. And are you going to be baking a pumpkin pie? No, I don't bake my pumpkin pie. I make a double layer um, pumpkin pie that's no bake. Oh, nice. It is, it, is, it is the bomb. <laughs> Can you uh, please send that to the text line so we have the recipe? Please send us the uh, (laughs) recipe via text. Oh, certainly. Well, thank you, Pat, so much. Thank you so much for calling in and telling us about your sister. You too. Have a great Thanksgiving and a great thing, uh, great Christmas too. You as well. Oh, I did the same thing though. I, I did the salt instead of the sugar by accident in a pump, pumpkin square recipe, and I brought it to Thanksgiving. And my wonderful father-in-law, who has since passed, <laughs> ate it and didn't say a word. And then everybody else took a bite and said, "There seems to be a lot of salt in here." <laughs> And I went, oh, and then I tasted it and went, oh, my God, don't eat it. I'm so sorry. I was really flustered that year. Oh, well, your father-in-law, <laughs> God did, bless he him. He was, yes. what a gentleman. He, he didn't even awesome. say anything. Didn't say a word, just ate, ate the square. <laughs> Thank uh, God he didn't have two. That's what I would have done. Just come on. Stay with the program. <laughs> eat what's there. No complaints. <laughs> oh, man, you, but that's bad. Salt instead of sugar was bad. So awful. what are you guys going to be doing for Thanksgiving? Is, is there a big Thanksgiving festivity since you're going to be getting married? Carm? Uh, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? I didn't even oh think about goodness. that, G. Oh. No, we're gonna, it's going to be a very, very small gathering for two. Me and Chelsea are just going to spend our Thanksgiving oh, together. Oh, got it. Okay. That, so a little calm before the storm. A little calm before the storm. Okay. Well, you know what? Right now, we are going to talk to Kevin. He's, I think, he, he might be a fireman at the, he says fire department. So, hey, Kevin. Hey, how are you? I'll make this real quick. I know you're running out of time. Oh, I love it. You're watching the clock for me. (laughs) About five, five, six years ago, we were on shift for Thanksgiving. So the whole turn decides what we're bringing 
for Thanksgiving dinner where we're cooking the turkeys and stuff like that. We're all ready to go. So it comes Thanksgiving morning, there's two call-offs. One of the guys calling off is the guy who's bringing the turkey. Uh-uh. That's awful. It's, thurs- it's Thursday morning, 7 a.m. We don't have a turkey. So we send two guys out to the grocery store, like, find a turkey or something like that. So they come back. They're calling me. They're going, oh, they're all frozen. I'm like, yeah, well, bring something. We're going to have to figure out how to thaw it out fast. So they went, oh, we got something better. Uh, it, it's all thawed, ready to go. Uh, fine, whatever brand. They come back with a 30-pound turkey roll that they bought whole out of the deli. In other words, the turkey you get sliced for sandwiches. Oh, no. And Sounds like, yummy. Here you go. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, how do you cook this? <laughs> oh, no. Slice it up. So, let's go. So I ended up, I'm trying to slice it. Well, I don't have a meat slicer. All I got is a carving knife. I'm trying to hack at this thing, and it ends up I'm com- it's it's coming out in strips. Oh so my I'm like, goodness! Oh god, what do I do with this? How do I even warm this stupid thing up? <laughs> so I ended up I found enough baking dishes, thick baking dishes. Uh-huh. I layered it. I took all the bottles of gravy, and I like pre-baked, filled it all with gravy and turkey. So it almost came out like a TV dinner or the cross between a spam. And a, tur- and a TV dinner turkey, but that was our Thanksgiving about five years ago. Oh, that days. sounds delicious, Kevin. Uh, maybe not. It not so was, good. was it good? It was actually okay. good. Awesome. And uh, where? what fire department do you, do you want to give a shout-out? Yeah, I'll give it out. Uh, Hobart, Indiana. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Kevin. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. And Phil, really quick, I want to get you in. Can you uh, really quickly tell us your disaster story? you got like 30 seconds. Sure. My uh, nephew is in charge of the dinner. He was a chef, and he asked everybody to bring one thing. He asked my wife to bring um, some something for the turkey, so he asked for bay, bay uh, leaves. <clears throat> and so my wife showed up, <clears throat> and he said, where's the bay leaves? And she handed him a bottle. I said, She said, I thought you meant Bailey's, and she brought the <laughs> Bailey's Irish cream instead of the Bailey's. So that was the one we went without uh, Bailey's, but we had the Bailey's. But you know what, Phil? I think that's a pretty good mistake, and you can still use that Bailey's. It was wonderful. <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for calling in. The great Dean Richards is with us now, entertainment oh, stop. guru. Oh, oh, stop. Are you traveling at all this week or no? All I'm, your traveling's I'm going done. from work to home. Good. Good for you because you were really on a streak there of traveling all over. Yeah. No, this week, uh, nothing this week. It kicks off again next week. Uh, gonna go and interview the cast of a little movie called Star Wars. Ah, wow. never heard of it. <laughs> that a lot is, of potential. A lot yeah, of young, yeah. A lot of young performers in it. A lot of potential um, for the with, franchise. With all that traveling, does it ever? I mean, people hear about the traveling and they think it's so exotic and exciting. But there's do just... I get my fill of <laughs> mini pretzels? Is that yes, what you're asking? Yes. Do you ever get sick of the of the little cookies <laughs> that you get? Uh, no, it's, you know, especially this time of year when there's weather difficulties, you know, travel delays and, you know, things like that. Boo-hoo, poor me, first world problems. I know. You know to have uh, stuff like that. I mean, plenty of people travel for business and they know that, you know, everybody, you can, it's tiring. Mm-hmm. It's tiring in and out of airports. The most disturbing part is, uh, and this has happened way more than once, where I wake up and I'm not 100% sure what city I'm in. <laughs> You're uh, like, who am I? Where am I? I have to look at the phone, you know, the hotel phone that's got the, like, the name of the hotel. 
and the address and all that. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in New York or whatever I am, wherever I am. Well, Dean, is it okay if we start with Dancing with the Stars? Because Mary Vandeveld has been waiting with bated breath well, to talk about our, it. She is our primary correspondent with this because uh, I was at a screening last night. By the way, this uh, new movie that's going to be coming out on Christmas Day called 1917. Have you heard about it? Oh, no, I haven't. World War One drama. It's sort of like the Saving Private Ryan of World War One. Uh, it is the most in- engaging, amazing movie and photographed in the most unique sort of like one shot uh one continuous shot sort of way by director sam mendez uh i'll I'll be talking a lot 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 more about it uh, between now and when it opens on christmas but i saw it last night it's one of these movies that when you see it you can't stop thinking about it Ooh, i can tell that's how that's how mesmerizing it was okay well speaking anyway that's where i was when the big uh disco ball was given away or whatever (laughs) Well, we're going to check whatever in with. They, uh, they call it. Let's check in with weather right now with Jen DeSalvo, and then we will talk Dancing with the Stars. Good deal. We're back with Dean Richards. It's time to talk Dancing with the Stars. So, Mary, what was what was your take on the oh, uh, the Dean. outcome last night? Uh, Hannah was the uh, big winner. Were you surprised at that? Uh, yes and no. I mean, there was down to four, and all the dance, they were all pretty good. Lorna Elena, the country star, was the cutest. I love her the best, but she's not the best dancer of the four. I thought they were Allie Brooke. If the judges were deciding, they would have picked Allie Brooke, I think, um, or Kel. But Bachelor Nation, all votes, you know, because all the Bachelorette people, Bachelor people that watch on ABC, Hannah B. won, and um, a lot of people are not happy about it. So I don't know who voted. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it's like a popularity contest. It, Whoever can mobilize the most yes. phone call or texts or yep. whatever. Yeah, social media. And yeah. so that's that, why I'm not a big fan of like the People's Choice Awards or American Music Awards or whatever. You know, they say the fans have decided, but it's whoever, you know, whoever spends the most time on, on their phones uh, to get the votes, to, to send the votes in. That's that's really it's I mean just an organized I think there are programs that uh, you know that you can do on your computer that will generate all that stuff and you don't even have to do it. Yeah, and they tried to change it this year a little bit with the uh, voting because uh, every single week the judges got to pick the, between the last two. The the America voted in the last two in, in last place, and then the judges got to save one. Well, last night they didn't get to save anybody. It was whoever the audience picked. Uh, so that's that's why she won. James Vanderbeek, I think, should have won the whole thing, but he got eliminated the week before, and you know tragic conditions because there was a miscarriage in his family he did not dance well and you know it was really sad yeah this whole season's been uh just uh, tainted with scandal yeah hasn't it with sean spicer yeah uh, sean spicer making it so far poorly but not getting uh, voted off popularity kind christy brinkley breaking her arm you know that started the whole thing right Right. mary i feel like if this traffic thing doesn't work out for you you've got a future in entertainment oh so this, this is the funny part, though. Erin Andrews, really quick. Um, she's, you know, one, the co-host of the show with Tom Bergeron. She made a face after they announced 
that Hannah B. won, and she kind of looked away from the camera in disgust, and it's big on social media today. Everybody noticed it, and it was like, because I don't think she was happy about the win. I think she thought Kel should have won, so that was very interesting. You should see her. Her poor little face, her face is posted everywhere with now, the look. I have not seen Dancing with the Stars in a long time, but do they still give out that cheesy... The Mirrorball uh, trophy? ...trophy that looks like they went to Spencer's Gifts yes. to, to buy it? Oh, I forgot about Spencer's. I haven't thought about Spencer's in forever. Right? Spencer's. It's like what, you yeah. would, like what you would buy you know, for mm-hmm. your like, best the, teacher or something. Or the 21st birthday party. Yeah. Everybody went to Spencer's to buy right, the disgusting Come on, it's Dancing gifts. with the Stars. You get, yeah. go, go to Tiffany's and get something yeah, for something. the winter. Yeah, that's true. They've got, something. they've got the budget for that, right? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> ugly. But everybody wants that thing. Oof. Yeah. Well, Dean, you've got a Cosby update. Yeah, Bill Cosby uh, gave his first uh, interview since going to prison. Uh, 15 months ago, uh, he was uh, talking with BlackPressUSA.com, and very interestingly, he said that uh, when he comes up for parole, uh, that he will, we will not be hearing him say that he is remorseful for anything that happened. Uh, he says that he was there when it happened. He, he was uh, convicted of sexual assault and is serving a 10-year prison sentence. Uh, but he says that uh, when I come up for parole, uh, I will not say that I have remorse. I was there. I don't care what groups of people who come along and talk about this say. They were not there. They don't know what happened. And uh, he says he's you know he's standing firm with uh, all of this with eight years and nine months left uh, on his sentence. Not sure how wise that is exactly. Uh, you know, considering the parole board is going to you know look and see. Uh, you know, should we release him? Has he learned his lesson? Uh, you know, does he does he feel any sorrow for anything that's happened? He's standing very firmly and saying, "I don't care what you think. This is this is what I say happened." Hey, Dean, he called his jail cell quote in my penthouse, and right. I, I don't know how well, uh, how many times you interviewed Bill, but I'm I'm just, I'm just curious. Were you surprised by how he's playing this? Uh, I'm surprised that anybody in jail uh, would play it this way. I, I would think that you know all of this is going to come back to bite him at some point, and I, I would think that his end game is let me get out of this quote penthouse as soon as I can. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't understand what the uh, what the motivation might be behind all of this, except you know complete defiance. Uh, he's he, he is convicted. He is appealing. Uh, you know, so who who knows what's going to happen with any of this now? Yeah, very uh, bizarre, you know, story about. It's very disappointing all around. Mark, what did you call prison when you were in the... Yeah, you know, also call it the penthouse? I, I can't remember how you... I never quite used the penthouse terminology. That was a very interesting choice by Bill, but uh, he probably has a better situation than what I had, Dean. Yeah, your jailhouse interviews, I remember uh, so right, well. Right, <laughs> You have some uh, celebrity uh, uncoupling news. Yeah, I actually thought that uh, this had already happened a long time Me ago. Me too! I was surprised when I heard that the divorce was finalized between uh, singer Fergie and actor Josh Dumal because they split up a long time ago. They split up three years ago. Uh, and uh, they have been in a, uh, you know, a three-year trial separation for three years while they've uh, been working out the details of their divorce. But they finally did yesterday. Uh, the legal and physical custody of uh, their six-year-old son will be shared by them. 
the terms of the assets uh, of their marriage uh, have not been disclosed. Very interestingly, there'll be no child support payments with this. Huh. I found that kind of interesting. That is interesting. I always, I mean, they seem like they were a happy couple. That was the weird thing. But you're right. When yeah. I saw it in your notes, when you sent it over earlier, I was like, I thought they were divorced. Yeah, I, that is exactly what I saw when I read hmm. the story. It's like, I thought they divorced a long time ago. Uh, it's, uh, you know, curious about the child support. And at the same time, I also feel like this is none of my beeswax. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, let's just everybody try to get on and live a happy life and try to get together, get, get along as, as well as they possibly can, for the, if nothing else, for the sake of their uh, six-year-old. I mean, it's got to be difficult to be in that under that much scrutiny and in the spotlight sure. to have a relationship. Yeah, I think, you know, one of, one of the stories that's uh, floating around, Nobody really knows what's happened. It's it's really just sort of gossip, so I didn't put it on the sheet. But I'll mention it because it kind of relates to what you just said of how hard it is to be uh, in a relationship, to be coupled when you are a famous person. Uh, Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake are going through a thing right now because Timberlake is uh, making a movie uh, in... Uh, I forget what city. It doesn't really matter, but he was seen uh, at a party at a dinner with his uh, co-star in the movie, not his wife, uh, no wedding ring on and holding her hand. So a lot of people are like, what? And, uh, you know, people are saying, you know, did he is, is he cheating on his wife? Is he is this happening? Is that happening? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. But it uh, and and also, by the way, nobody's business. It's their, right. it's their marriage. Uh, but it it does kind of, you know, underline uh, when you are a famous person, it's hard. You know, being married is hard enough, period. But when you're a famous person, it, uh, it it makes, you know, boo-hoo makes it a little more difficult for them. Trust and communication. That's my recommendation. <laughs> these are your, these are the things that you uh, will, will be learning soon. By the Thanks, way, Dean, Dean, he has yet to write his wedding vows. Just FYI. What's the delay on that? Or are you going to just... I got time, Dean. Are you going to ad-lib? you just going to improv it right from the... What about a no wedding vows, Dean? What do you think of that? I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about that. Awful. That's kind of the point. The vows or the are the contract. You, are you seriously thinking about no wedding no, vows? No, oh. maybe. But no. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in there. No, it's important to hear the words out loud. Okay. Now... you got to hear the words out loud. But I would... I, I I would think that it would be nice. You know, sometimes you see them up there and they're reading off the piece of paper. I like to see people speaking from the heart. Me too. I like oh. to see the, uh, you know, talking without the cue cards. Yeah. Mm. Mark will have a whole TV crew there with <laughs> cue cards. And you got to be Instagrammed, right? right? Well, all the listeners <laughs> are telling him, do not try to just, you know, improv it. Oh, no, totally. No, Mark can do it. Well, you <laughs> might Dean. freeze. I mean, <laughs> no, he's not going to freeze. Well, Chelsea will be so beautiful. You'll just be looking at yeah, her face going, he'll, 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 he'll be swept away. How scary can anything be at the altar? Thank you. Oh, man. Oh, well, Dean, um, tell us about Beauty and the Beast at oh, uh, Paramount. It just, it just opened at the Paramount Theater. You know, they do, have you ever been to any of the shows out at the Paramount? I've been a couple of times. It's beautiful out it there. It is a beautiful theater. They do such great shows at the Paramount and Aurora all the time. This, I think, is the best show that I've ever seen at the Paramount. And that's saying something, because I've seen some pretty great shows there. It's Beauty and the Beast. It's a classic story that you know from either the animated uh, Disney version 
uh, or the uh, live-action version that came out uh, recently. But uh, they have put on uh, a live stage version with a full live orchestra on this that is so beautiful and so charming. It's so big with lavish set pieces and amazing costumes and performances. Uh, They were on my Sunday radio show this past week and blew us away with how beautiful their voices are. Beth Stafford Laird plays Belle. Uh, Paul Jordan Jansen plays Beast in this movie, and they are so great. But this entire ensemble, uh, I'm all just kind of highlighting a little bit, Jackson Evans, he's the actor who plays Lumaire, the candlestick. Yes. Uh, he is so good and so funny, but it's like big song and dance numbers and sweet, uh, intimate uh, moments. Uh, it's going to be playing through January the 19th and a lot of people are looking for something for the whole family to do Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving weekend sometime during the holidays this is the perfect show and the Paramount is beautiful now they've decorated for the holidays so I am highly 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 recommending uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, out at the Paramount Theater again it's through uh, January the 19th I love it a ringing and hearty endorsement from Dean maybe Mark could uh, just read (laughs) <laughs> lyrics from Be our guest. <laughs> I, I love that idea, Dean. Yeah, just steal. Uh, you know, as I stand here, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> be know, like, just kind of speak it. Brilliant, sir. You are a genius. It'll be a couple of days before anyone figures out you plagiarized <laughs> right. your, uh, your vows. Well, thank you, Dean. Appreciate See ya. it. See you, Dean. See ya. Steve is taking the day off, but don't worry. He will be back tomorrow. And in for Dave Ennett, it is Mark Carmen. Hi, G. Just a few days away from his nuptials this Saturday. It's an epic week for you. You've got all the family in for Thanksgiving. On top of which, then you'll be saying I do in front of friends and family on Saturday night. Epic week for you, too, G. You've got a 12-hour drive. You're going to see your mom in North Carolina. It's a huge week for you. Well, you know what? I would be happy to take any tips anyone wants to take in, uh, I mean, to text in to tell me what I should do and how I should stay awake for that 12 hours or when I should take breaks. Somebody told me, like, every three hours I should take a break. So um, a lot of texters have been uh, sending in their messages, letting us uh, know about... uh, Because you were talking about how you haven't written your vows yet. So... I think a lot of the uh, listeners are being very helpful and texting in. So this is from the 412. You better hire Harry Tenowitz to write them. Don't give up your day job. See, I think that's kind of like a, that's one of those, it's a compliment, but it's kind of not a compliment. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to enlist Harry to do it, but that's very, that's, Harry but probably could do it. The 412 said, that don't give up your day job. That means that you're doing a great uh, job in your day job. Oh. Yeah, thank you, great sportscaster. I see. Thanks from the six three zero. You are my yesterday, today, and always. You Um, could incorporate that into your vows. That's beautiful. Okay, from the two one nine. Mark, in general, winging it is not a thing. But if you choose to be in the moment, I trust your heart will be so full when you see your bride for the first time. They may uh, not cue the music. Oh, they may have to cue the music up to shut you up. I'm thinking of one of my friends who actually did seemingly winged it was so bad he just kept on looking at her saying well, i want to be on the same team we're a team let's be a team because <laughs> he got it's nervous all, it's all about team so then you just kind of got in the mental loop he just he said team about a thousand times Aww. i think, think they're please don't say team during your vows yeah. because you're a sports reporter and you already love all the sports and all the teams it's all about team team
Uh, from the 630, try this. Will you love me? Will you love me forever? Will you need me? Will you <laughs> never leave me? Will you make me so happy for the rest of my life? Will you take me away? Can I make you my wife? And this is compliments of meatloaf with a twist at the end. I was going to say, is that the Beatles? Feels yeah. like the Beatles. But it's Just meatloaf. make sure it's not on the menu. From the 773, I'm a WGN fan. Listen to you a lot, Mark. You sound like you're close to your dad. So see what your dad says, waiting and listening for a reply. We could enlist Papa Fred. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. He's been calling the show often lately. And then this is one about the pizza. I think Super Joe just mentioned it. 815, Carm, it's going to be okay. Pizza with jalapeno or not, it doesn't matter. Do you love Chelsea? Then you have everything you need. Aw. Great point, 815. Thank you. Forget the details. And by the way, 219 did say you'll be fine either way. Do you think you're going to wing it? Do you think you're actually going to sit down and do it, or or do you you plan on winging it? You know, I have a couple bullet points here, Jen. Let's get a couple things down. You can't, I can't like script it out, and I'm not going to, I'm not getting up there with a sheet of paper. Can't do that. I hate that look. Right? Here are my vows out of my, the back paper and and out out of my back pocket. Come on. You can't do that. Teleprompter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,. It's got it's, it's got to be from the heart. I'll I'll probably stand in front of the mirror like for at least three minutes beforehand. But the thing you, you can't can account for will be your nerves and how el- you'll be elated and you'll be nervous, but you'll be hopefully just not sweaty. So all my all my best <laughs> friends and family there. Why why be nervous? Everyone, everyone's there to support me. Gee, they not even a bad thought in the audience. And you know what? We're always here to support you too. Even those of us that won't be at the wedding are there supporting you in spirit. First, I have to tell you about nine vintage Thanksgiving side dishes that we should never bring back. You know, a lot of the listeners were enjoying sharing their Thanksgiving disasters. And so this brought to mind foods that are vintage, but hopefully will never find their way back. And Super Joe and I were talking this morning, and he says that different families, obviously, have different traditions, and you might have an obscure or what some may seem as a weird tradition that you always serve, maybe a side dish that's been in your family for generations, and you always serve it up even though... Nobody likes it. I don't know. But um, call us if uh, if that's the case. 312-981-7200. And uh, some of the vintage, horrible side dishes that hopefully will never come back include cranberry mayo jello candle salad. That doesn't sound that bad, but I I like sweets, G. But I don't understand. what What's the candle part? It's like candle as in a candle that you would light with a flame. It's this cranberry mayo jello candle salad it's a tart refreshing flavor of cranberry sauce like gelatin mixed with salty sulfurous mayo <laughs> see but i feel like sulfurous there's a- mayo <laughs> i know <laughs> i felt like there was a t- hint of sweet oh, in there i see why um i see where the candle comes in it tells you the recipe tells you to mold the mixture into cylinders mm-hmm. garnish with real mayonnaise and shove a real candle in the cylinder and then you light it okay that's a little bit uh over the top then i take it back uh and on that note uh, we can, we can find out <laughs> what the head coach of the chicago blackhawks will be having for his thanksgiving meal jeremy Carlton, welcome to wgn thanks for taking time this morning thanks for having me good morning <laughs> do you have any thanksgiving traditions you'd like to share with uh, all of us right now Nothing too crazy. I think we're pretty traditional, okay. you know. But we get lucky for us, we get two Thanksgivings, you know, oh, yeah, Canadian and American. So, yeah, life is good. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Hey, did you see uh, the, the video slash the quotes that you, your goalie, Robin Leonard, was talking about uh, 
the reaction on social media to how he's doing in, in, in the shootout stand games. Did you, did you see that? I heard about it. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's great that you have a guy who is willing to a stand up for himself and stand up for his teammates and is, is not afraid to speak his mind. Does that I mean does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, he cares a lot. He wants to win. He uh, he's been playing really well. He's you know he's doing his part, and uh, I think everyone appreciates that he uh, he cares and and wants to have success and willing to do anything to do it. So that's uh, yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good situation to have. Yeah, and like for those who don't understand uh, the difference between uh, being a goalie in a shootout versus during the entire game, why does that on some level just a, a different skill set? Well, just the difference in a shootout, you there's no time limit. You, as long as you keep moving forward, um, you can really take your time in there. You can change speeds. Whereas in the game, uh, there's back pressure, and you know often it's not a straight ahead breakaway. There's some you know it, it's easier to make a read as a goaltender. So um, it, it is different, but again, it's uh, if we win the game, it's a non. There's it's not a talking point. It's a results-driven uh, business we're in, and, and often that shapes the narrative. But for us, ultimately, we, we're concerned with the performance. We would have liked to win the game before we even get to the shootout, and uh, I think we we played pretty well. And now we got to do it again. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you're you're playing a red hot team in Dallas tonight. And you had them, of course, on Saturday night. Were you happy overall with the effort? I mean, it was a, it was a great game from a fan standpoint, Jeremy. It was. I mean, I, th- I thought you guys played pretty damn well. Yeah, the first period I thought we'd give up a little too much. Uh, they they got a lot of speed. Uh, you know, not everyone in their lineup, but they have a lot of weapons. The guys who can fly and and so they're dangerous in transition. And uh, we got caught a couple times. Uh, just not reacting quickly enough, but I thought as the game went on, we got better and better at that, and and uh, I I liked a lot of the things we did, and then when we watched the game again, I probably liked it even better. So um, didn't like the result, and and we want to find a way to get two points because uh, that's how we're going to climb in the standings. But uh, the performance, we'd like to be you know close to that again, or, or hopefully better being at home. Coach, obviously Thanksgiving is in a couple days, and then we got Christmas right around the corner. Do you find that it's more difficult to keep the players focused at this time of year? Um, I haven't found that, really. And and ultimately, it's the same for both teams as as far as the the time of year. But I kind of like it. You know, it's... uh, Often the, the crowds are, you know, they're into it, and and uh, for the players, you know, when you have family around, it's a little bit of extra juice. Uh, you get excited about playing a little bit more, so I I, I think it's positive. Your captain uh, Jonathan Taves was talking about your your rook Kirby Doc taking hits and how impressive that is that he just keeps on playing. Jeremy, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you have the same sentiments. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't like seeing him get hit, but the fact he's willing to stand in there and take it to make a play, and he's not afraid to to go into the dirty areas, uh, it's a very big plus for him uh, as he, you know, going through his first year and thinking about what kind of player he might be uh, down the road. He just keeps getting better, but you know, he the fact that he's he's uh, there's no fear in his game. And he's really strong in those areas too. Like he wins a lot of those puck battles. He's really good along the wall. He'll take the puck to the net. So um, he, he's uh, he's really 
had a very good start to the year and, and hopefully he's going to continue to get better. I'm sure he will as the year goes on and make even more of an impact. I mean, we're, we're talking about an 18-year-old kid. What's what's impressed you the most about Kirby so far? Yeah, probably that. Just the fact that he's, uh, he's strong on the puck. He goes into um, 50-50 situations and, and often he finds a way to come out of it with possession. Uh, he's not, you know, doesn't obviously have the, the you know his, his uh, you know man uh, physique. Not you know the the body he has now is not the same as it'll be when he's twenty five. Yeah. Yet he finds a way to come out with a puck, and then when he does, you know you can see his skill level and his his uh, ability to make plays. It's a pretty good combination to have, and and for for someone as young as he is to be able to win those puck battles, it it's uh, that's what's allowed him to make an impact for our team. Coach, it's an interesting spot in the schedule where you, where you have back to back home and home games with divisional opponents. Uh, do you do you think that tonight's game will get scrappy with the Stars, and uh, maybe yeah. again this weekend with Colorado? Yeah, it could. It's kind of fun. I, I like playing, uh, especially a divisional team. Um, you know, maybe it'd be different if we were playing someone from the other conference in a home and home or, or something. But to play a divisional team home and home, and, and we know it's big games for the standings, and there's a lot on the line. Uh, that, that's those are the types of games you want to play. So, uh, looking forward to tonight for sure. Go, go ahead, G. Oh well, this is not a non-sports question. So, do you want no, another no, sports no, no, question? No, go, okay. Ahead, go ahead. Okay, coach. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I think you thought I forgot that I asked you because you were kind of searching I, for an yeah, answer. I did. And you said I did. you were going to do last some... week. I was ready yeah. for you, and you did some homework. <laughs> so, I'm I'm proud of you. Let's see if you get an A plus or not. What is your favorite movie? Well, I think to go uh, sports movies, you know, there's a lot of good ones. I've always liked uh, For Love of the Game, you know, for, I think, Kevin Costner. That's that's his his movie, and I actually uh, heard some backstory on it, and that made it even better for me that, you know, he he was a pitcher, uh, I think, in high school or really? college or something. Yeah, and so um, he did, you know, he did everything. Like, he, it wasn't like they got a, a stuntman in there to to actually make the throws and then they just you know took a couple pictures of him he was he did it all and uh, there was there was a lot of work uh, because a lot of the movie is is actually like game uh, footage and uh, that was interesting because I thought it was a great movie but then when you, he, he really made it he sold it he made it believable and uh, the fact that he was a pitcher is, is kind of cool coach you are a stand-up Guy, thank you so much. You've honored me by answering that question with thoughtfulness. Well, thanks. I got a couple weeks to think about it. So, <laughs> what about Slapshot? Come on now. Yeah, of course, that's a great movie too. But uh, <laughs> okay. you know, Mighty... we got we got kids, kids listening, right? Yeah, but... Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, Coach. Good luck tonight. Go go get the stars, and uh, we're looking forward to six thirty pregame, seven o'clock puck drop, right here on seven twenty WGN. Appreciate you taking time. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, Jeremy Carlton, Blackhawks getting ready for the stars tonight. News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. More vintage foods, uh, Thanksgiving sides that should never, ever come back. I just mentioned the cranberry mayo jello candle salad. Also something that should never come back. But you could disagree if you want to, if this is something that's been passed down for generations, a recipe in your family. Creamed onions. Have any of you had creamed onions as a side? Yeah, no. No? It's a once popular Thanksgiving mainstay uh, that's been shoved aside on Thanksgiving plates by sweet potatoes and other veggies in some households. The idea was to pour creamed onions over the turkey like gravy to add a little moisture. 
I mean, hmm. it doesn't sound too bad, right? I- my aunt would make a tuna casserole, put like the onion thingies on top of there, but it's probably not the same oh, thing. Those are the Durkin hmm. onions, right? Those. Yeah. H- here's another one: hot Dr Pepper. Um, in the 1960s, Dr Pepper executives came up with a solution for slumping cells during colder months: hot soda. You serve it with a slice of lemon. That's what do you guys too. think? <laughs> no, yep, Super Joe nope. says no. Okay, it's Bears Insider Time with Adam Hogue, the very best. Bears reporter in the entire galaxy. That's exa- you did that amazing. Did Look at that. Well? that was incredible. And nobody is more excited to talk about football than me, especially <laughs> the Bears Lions game on Thanksgiving. And nothing is more American. Nothing says Thanksgiving more than watching football and falling even, asleep on the couch as even, you watch it. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm just watching right now in the studio. She's jumping up and down. Getting all geeked up for the football game. All right. Uh, I, Adam Hope feels the same way. Is he there, by the way? I'm here, guys. How did you like your introduction, Adam? Uh, that was pretty impressive. I mean, Steve doesn't give you an introduction like that. Uh, no, he doesn't. He's mm-hmm. Well, I, good. I appreciate that kind of... Thank you. I've, I hope I've moved up on the favorites meter. Oh, yeah. Definitely moving up the power rankings. Hey, hey Adam Ho, a lot of conversation yesterday about the hurry-up offense, and Matt Nagy likes it, and they want to do what's right for Mitch, and... Mitch gets to throw out plays on Friday that he doesn't like. Uh, are we going to see more of this little little speed up Chicago Bears come Thanksgiving? I don't think so. <laughs> well, that, that was, was a very brief answer. That was very short. No, because look, we've been talking about this all season, Car. Right? I mean, they, they they do it sometimes. It looks good, and then they get away from it. I, look, here's the thing, though. Did did Mitch Trubisky look good with the play action and rolling out the other day? Yes, he did. Okay. So here's the funny thing about that. All the no huddle they did in that game, none of it was play action. None of it was rollout. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the point is that... What are we rolling out? It's a quarterback that's on the move, and he's, he's getting away from the big guys, G. He's Got run, it. He's that's running, rolling out. He's running away okay. from them, yes. He's not actually rolling. No, he's not on the ground. Okay, Correct. sorry. He's, go ahead. He's, continue. He's, he's, he's still, he's, he's still upright. Roll. Okay. Although sometimes he is rolling. <laughs> True. See, I'm on point. Uh, the The point is here, guys, that they they just need to mix it up more in general. I mean, they got to do what whatever it's that makes Mitch comfortable. Rollouts, not literally rolling, uh, play action, and and then the no huddle stuff. Just mix it up and keep doing it. When he just drops back. And it's just you know slow, methodical football. That's when Mitch is, is struggles the most. So I think they just got to continue to 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 uh, make it work. You know what I mean? Okay, Bears insider Adam Hogue, put a pin in it. We're gonna check in on the weather. <laughs> Jisuki here. Such a pleasure to be hanging out with you this morning, and here with Mark Carmen and for Dave Ennett and Adam Hogue, the greatest Bears insider of all time. And uh, Steve Cochran will be back tomorrow. So let's continue this thrilling conversation about Bears football. Okay, let's continue it indeed. Adam Hogue, uh, let me ask you about the Bears' defense and the rumors that Akeem Hicks will be back for, I believe, the Packers game, which is December 15th. Can the Bears be functional until then, Adam Hogue? Get Akeem Hicks back. They win They win on Thursday. They beat Dallas. Then Hicks is back. Then they win the next three. Then they're in Carm, the playoffs. that's a really long question. Wow. Whoa! Well, I'm just trying to dream it big here, G. It's it's Thanksgiving week. Let's be, be grateful, but also hope for more. All at the same time, you know where I'm going here, Adam. You're you're going for the two uh, percent. 
Yes. There's a 2% chance that the Bears can still make the playoffs here. Um, look, with the scenario you just laid out is what you got to hope for if you're a Bears fan. Um, you have the Lions this week. Win. You have two, two games in a row. The Cowboys aren't exactly – their coach is under fire too right now. It's a winnable game at home. Right. Potentially. So then you win that game. And then, like you said, it's a rivalry game against the Packers. Potentially get Akeem Hicks back. Who knows? Maybe you can do all that. I, I mean, it still seems uh, pretty unlikely that then you're going to beat the Chiefs and the Vikings if that game game matters. But you, for all, even if all that did happen and the Bears won out, you still need the Vikings to lose two other games on their schedule, and that's not necessarily a given. See, I, I just like to – all I want is relevant games. And if you win – this this Thursday is still a remotely relevant game. And then if you win on Thursday, then the next Thursday becomes remotely relevant. Then if you win that one, then it actually is relevant against the Packers. Although, you got a lot of teams that might be winning 11 games in the so NFC. So, are you both telling me that there's a possibility for a Christmas miracle to happen? <laughs> That's what we're... That's what well, I'm going it would for. be it would be it, it would be a, a Christmas miracle. Because the problem is with that whole scenario that we just laid out, what about the Bears' offense right now makes you think that they could all of a sudden have a click for the final five games of the season? I'll give you a couple things. They have, at least in my mind, looked better. Not great, not where you want it to be, but if some of the plays that were brought back last week from illegal hands to the face on a 60-yard completion. I mean, all of a sudden, the numbers look a whole lot different, and you got more points on the board. And the week before, you know, Dan Hampton, Hample being cause, he doesn't, he doesn't exactly throw tons of praise at Mitchell Trubisky. After the game, he's saying the quarterback looked better. And now you got Mitchell Trubisky speaking up Adam Hogue, which I like, asking for what he wants, uh, you know, a little bit more of what he wants as far as the offense. I actually think they're trending in the right direction offensively. Well, I, I do think they are, too. If you look over the last three games, Mitch has played better, I think, that specifically. But I don't think it's been clean enough overall on offense. You True. still had drops. You still had penalties. You still can't run the football. You were playing a bad defense against True. the Giants on Sunday, and they couldn't move anybody off the ball. The run blocking actually gave me physical pain to go back and watch yesterday. <laughs> it was It was so hard to do. And so I just can't picture them put it all together. Just look at the last two weeks of teams that played the Rams, okay? The Rams are not a good football team. The Bears went to L.A. and looked terrible and lost. The Ravens went there and blew them out last night, okay? The Bears are so far away right now offensively from being a competitive team. Um, you know, even if that 2% chance of them somehow making it into the playoffs happened, they can't compete with the teams that are, that they would face in the playoffs right now. They they have so many problems offensively that are only going to get fixed in the offseason. Adam, you said that it gave you physical pain to watch the team run block. <laughs> um, we felt it, too, when yeah. he said it. I don't see any changes happening before this the short week uh, when they play in Detroit on Thursday. But do you see maybe some lineup changes um, when the Bears host the Cowboys a week later? Uh, I mean, the problem is they're running out of options here. I mean, one of the moves that they could make would be to promote Alex Bars, a rookie offensive lineman out of uh, Notre Dame, who they liked, who probably would have been drafted had he not uh, torn his ACL last year at Notre Dame. But, 
he's still a young, raw player that needs more time developing. So I, I, I just I can't see any scenario where they just plug somebody in and it automatically gets fixed. I mean, the pass protection's been okay. I think the communication since moving Cody Whitehair back to center has been better. But they're just not moving guys off the ball when it comes to run blocking. They do not have any maulers out there right now to just punish defensive linemen and to get actual movement for David Montgomery to, to run forward. And I think what's also happening is you have a rookie running back in David Montgomery who I like, but he's not trusting his blocking. He's been, he, he hasn't had good blocking all gear, so now he's kind of stutter-stepping and not really knowing where to go because he, he can't trust what's supposed to happen in front of him. And it's just it's, it's resulting in getting nothing out of the Bears running game. Looks like they might be going up against a third-string quarterback here, Adam Hogue, which wouldn't be a bad thing for the Bears. No, I mean, it helped. It certainly helped a couple weeks ago when Jeff Driscoll was out there instead of Matthew Stafford. Now uh, it could be former Purdue quarterback David Blau. Uh, You know, I I don't think it really matters. Either way, uh, the Bears' defense should be able to hold down this Lions' offense. Uh, They're struggling, and they have quarterback problems. Stafford's not going to be out there. But, again, it still comes down to can the Bears score enough points to win the game. And I do have some some worries about that. You're going on the road. Uh, Detroit's... This Thanksgiving game matters a lot there into that organization, um, so they're going to be fired up for it. Their their coach is on the hot seat too, so I just I I have I'm worried that this is not going to play out like the game did a couple weeks ago when the Bears played the Lions, where they got away with a lot of mistakes and another slow start. I saw a few more snaps for Javon Wims on Sunday. Do you see that continuing when they uh, play the Lions on Thursday? And who's he taking snaps away from? Well, Taylor Gabriel has a concussion, uh, which is his second one of this season. That's always concerning, and it's at least his third in his career. Um, so you got to worry about Taylor Gabriel. Now, Javon Wims coming in isn't exactly you know the speed guy. Uh, I think you you got to find more ways to get Anthony Miller going. You probably line up Tariq Cohen more as a wide receiver, uh, which we saw when Gabriel missed two games earlier this year with the concussion. But I do think that at this point you gotta you gotta. It doesn't hurt to target Javon Wims a little bit more. I, to me, though, the, the bigger thing is Anthony Miller was a second-round pick. He's been too inconsistent. He's shown some signs here in the last couple weeks. Nagy said yesterday that the chemistry with Mitchell Trubisky probably improved on Sunday. Hopefully that's the case. That's the guy that they need to turn into a legitimate NFL wide receiver that you can count on every week so that Allen Robinson isn't doing this whole thing by himself. Okay, Adam Hogue, you are going to be in Detroit for the game. Now, uh, will you get any holiday time with the family? And uh, when are you going to get your fill of Thanksgiving turkey and stuffing? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I will not see my family at all. This yeah, it's just it's Thanksgiving, and then we're we're headed down to Champaign on Saturday for the Northwestern Illinois game too. Um, but I will reunite with my wife at Carm's wedding Saturday. Uh-huh. Oh, nice! Which is, yes, which is the most important event of the entire weekend. It's not Bears, <laughs> it's not Northwestern, it's Carm's wedding. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing all the selfies and the photos of you guys next week. Table one for Adam Hogan, Dave Ennett. They'll, they'll just be together. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, well, safe travels and happy Thanksgiving, even though you won't uh, be with your family. The Lions do feed us well. Oh, I will say. <laughs> oh, they so there's do, a nice spread. They do have a big Thanksgiving feast at Ford Field, so it's, like what's it's on actually it? pretty good. How many well, items? You know I need oh, details. 
Yeah, I mean, it's your typical Thanksgiving stuff. Mashed potatoes, uh, t- turkey, and the stuffing, and the cranberries, and all that. But uh, it's good. It's actually good for press box food. Well, listen, you, you're looking very skinny to me lately these days. I think you need to go up for a second <laughs> or third plate. These days, the last 33 years, it's all... Yeah. I know. It's, oh, poor you. What a horrible problem to have. I can't gain weight. <laughs> Love ya. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, well. Um, hey, I found this story that I want to tell you about. Great. Okay, you ready for it? Uh-huh. Okay, this should put a smile on everyone's face. And it's going viral. So, an 82-year-old power-lifting grandmother... What? Uh, ...turned the tables... Literally on a home invader when she beat him with a table well, until police and first responders arrived. Their video, um, Willie Murphy. She's an award-winning bodybuilder, and most times you can find her at the YMCA Wait, honing so. her skills. What's her name? Uh, Willie Murphy. W i l l i e Murphy. Eighty-two okay. years old. She can deadlift two hundred and thirty pounds. Okay? I'm looking at her right now. Good yeah. God! So this was in Rochester, New York. Um, she called the police when there was a man at her door that kept banging on the door to, and asked her to let her, let him in. But, uh, she said that he was intoxicated and then he became angry and broke down her door. Now, this is a woman, 82 year old, once again, sorry, I just keep saying that because it's, it's amazing. Well, I can't even, I'm, I'm not fit at all. But, um, she earned a uh, win at the 2018 World Natural Powerlifting Federation Upstate New York Champion. I bet she did. And she's currently on blood pressure medication. She's five feet tall. Ripped. Yes. She uh, doesn't use any belts. She doesn't use any enhancement drugs. That is all natural. Do you muscle. think? Do you think she left the the door unlocked? Like she welcomes <laughs> uninvited visitors. Like bring it on. Oh, it's happening. Yes, nobody else make a will video. practice. <laughs> <laughs> Super Joe, you win the prize. That was a great comment. Did you read the quote here? Gee, I may have missed it. She, she I took that table and I went, wor- I went to working on him. Yes, she did, honey. Yes, she did. <laughs> awesome. She's Absolutely. Got, she does not have the chicken fat arms at and all. And she goes, and guess what? The table broke. <laughs> Do not mess with eighty-two-year-old, two hundred and thirty-pound deadlift. Willie Murphy. She's in better shape than half the bears. Seriously. <laughs> Put her in. This is impressive. Oh, my goodness. Go, Willie. You know Vince McMahon's on the phone right now. <laughs> Bring her in. WWF. Let's go. You know what? That would be really cool because they need a senior superstar wrestler. Oh, everybody would watch for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So they come in. She said he's laying down already because I had really did a number on that man. Quote, I'm serious. Yes. She had really done a number on that man. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you something, brother. (laughs) And they eventually sent the suspect to the hospital via ambulance because he needed (laughs) medical attention immediately. Wrong house, dude. Well, in fact, um, (laughs) all the cops were so impressed with Murphy that the responding officers asked to take a selfie with her on her front porch. And you can see that at the Rochester NYPD Instagram page. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Yeah. yeah. Great story. I know. Liked it. All right. Well, uh, Jen, you got to follow up on that story. Okay. Over to you. (laughs) 
Well, this is the time of season when everyone is celebrating and usually around a bountiful spread and counting their many blessings that they've had throughout the year. But it's also a time to make sure that you share all the wonderful things that have happened with you and pass and pass them on to other people that may be in need. And that's something that uh, Tim Crossan does uh, with his uh, organization, Operation North Pole. Hi, Tim. Hi, G. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks so much for being with us. Tell us a little bit about Operation North Pole. Uh, Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Um, Operation North Pole is a 501c3 charity, uh, public charity, volunteer-based. We're actually, uh, this is our 10th year anniversary. Um, And what we do is our primary mission is to take children uh, and families families who have a child uh, that is battling a a very serious or life-threatening or terminal illness, and we provide them with one day where they can step outside of what their ordinary has become, which is much different than ours, uh, in trying to save the life of their child. And uh, we provide a holiday uh, fantasy trip to the North Pole uh, and take the Donnelly Stevens Convention Center and turn it into a winter wonderland where for one day they can step outside of uh, hospitals and treatments and things of that nature and just be a family and enjoy the holidays. So this winter wonderland is going to be happening on Saturday, December 14th. And can you describe just how much work goes into uh, transforming the uh, convention center into the North Pole? Well, um, we started out very humbly 10 years ago in a, in a small uh, 40 by 80 uh, square foot uh, union hall. And we now uh, decorate 28,000 square feet at the Donnelly Stevens wow. Convention. Um, we we build a have a log house. Uh, we have a floor hockey rink that uh, kids can get out even in wheelchairs and, and uh, have a little bit of fun playing uh, hockey. Uh, we do fundraising with uh, candy, and this year probably have um, we put up a candy land. Uh, we call it Miss, uh, the North Pole Candy Company. Um, this year we'll probably uh, accumulate a little over five thousand pounds of candy. Um, we we have a, a little area for, we, we call it the pink room, which is for uh, the little girls to be able to uh, get their nails and hair done and uh, just a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, so it's it's a kind of an action-packed day for the families. And tell us about the wonderful magical train as well that you have. Well, uh, we started out initially with um, chartering a single train car on a regular revenue train, as they call it, where it would stop at every station. Uh, that was kind of a long uh, long haul for us on our first year. And so through uh, our successes, we've been able to charter uh, the, uh, with Union Pacific and Metra. Uh, we charter a five-car train set on the Northwest Pacific Line, uh, and we uh, run an express train from... Uh, Des Plaines, the city of Des Plaines, out to the Crystal Lake Station, and then uh, we work it back. Um, it's uh, We are the only organization in the United States that actually wraps the entire train. I don't know if you've seen our holiday train, but each year we have a different themed holiday train that travels the Union Pacific train lines uh, throughout the holiday season. This year, uh, we're trying to start a new idea. Uh, we, each year, we grow a little bit more. Um, you know, when we first started, we worked with just the local children's hospitals in Chicago area. But as our reputation grew, people contacted us and say, I have a sick child, and this would be wonderful for them. 
an application to apply, and it, that takes place in August of every year. Well, Tim, hold on with us for just a moment. Uh, we're going to get a check-in with weather, and then you can come back and tell us where we can get tickets for the wonderful event. We're talking to Tim Crossan, who is the treasurer of Operation North Pole, which is an organization that helps spread the spirit of the holidays to children and families affected by illness. So, uh, Tim, um, I think Mark had a question for you. Tim, thanks for what you're doing. It's uh, inspirational. I'm I'm just curious if you can share a story on on one of the kids you've gotten to meet through your work. Oh, wow. Um, Now you're going to make me cry. Um, We've had so many families. Uh, We take 75 families a year, so this year we'll we'll be on 750 families. Uh, There's way too many to to, to think about, but uh, we've made lifelong friends with families uh, who have uh, been in in quite a battle, and some of them, unfortunately, uh, have lost that battle. But uh, their their parents, uh, we affected their lives so much that uh, they've become lifelong supporters of ours. Uh, You probably have... Lucas Bear, he's he's covered been been covered quite a bit. Uh, Lucas Cervone, uh, he lost his battle with uh, cancer a few years back, but uh, their family has been uh, nothing but great support for us. Um, well, we uh, think uh, what you're doing is just uh, magnificent because I think the holidays are especially a time when the disparity between what actually is going on in your life can uh, is you know projected against what you what people say should be happening in your life so i think you're really bringing the magic of the holidays to families that otherwise wouldn't uh, feel it so easily um, tell us how we can support your organization and how we can buy tickets to the event well um the, the event is closed to the general public it's really a day just for these okay. families um, however, um, we, we receive uh, countless numbers of uh, qu- queries with regards to volunteering. And what we're trying to do this year is um, at each train station along the way, on the way back from Crystal Lake, we have the local fire and police department personnel that are out on uh, site with signs saying the North Pole and encouraging and, and pointing them in the direction towards uh, their final destination at the North Pole. We encourage the general public to come out as well. And this year, what we're trying to do is, interestingly enough, we have 12 uh, stations along the way. And what we're going to try and do is uh, encourage people in the local communities to pay it forward uh, just a little bit like everybody else. Uh, And what we're asking, uh, we're going to start out in the town of Barrington, and uh, we're asking the community to come out and help them support a local charity by the name of uh, LetItBeUs.org. I mean, Let It Be Us at their website is letitbeus.org, but they're an adoptive and a foster care uh, organization that is in need of socks and underwear and pajamas and things, uh, small small things of that nature. And what we've found uh, many, many times is that the general public has this great empathy towards other people, and they want to help. They just don't know exactly how to do it. And uh, small, silent acts of kindness, if you can coordinate them together, can have uh, a very large effect. So if people in the general, uh, in the Barrington area want to come out uh, and, and help support that organization, bring bring some items with, uh, that will go a long way to help another child in need down the road who, who might have a need for a foster parent or an adoptive parent. Well, uh, thank you. We'll, oh, go ahead, Tim. Just just one quick second is is that if people are interested as to the timing, uh, they can check our Facebook page. Uh, ONP Chicago uh, is our Facebook page, and we'll have posted the uh, times 
train will be running through their station, and it's just a great way for the community to come out and kind of rally and, and demonstrate that um, the spirit of the holidays is in full vogue. Well, you answered exactly what I was going to ask you. And Tim, thanks for sharing about Lucas. I'm just reading about it right now as you're talking, and his, his family wanted to get him 500 birthday cards. Really beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank th- you ever so much. Th- th- thank you, Tim. You. you bet. Thank you ever thanks so much. Thanks for everything that. that you do, and thank you so much for joining us today. Wow, what a great organization. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not easy stuff. No. Okay. Well, you know, I was, I've been talking about Thanksgiving dinner because it's thanksgiving dinner like i imagine for a lot of folks this is my favorite meal all year that's what i look forward to and just everybody should know that g is leaving at four in the morning on thanksgiving <laughs> to drive 12 hours to north carolina to be yeah. with her mom on thanksgiving that is beautiful right so text me and let me know if you have a great podcast of course i'm going to be listening to the wg and radio podcast but other uh, books on tape maybe some suggestions on the um, mark oh yeah Absolutely. I'll there be listening go. to all of there yours. You, um, you know, I was talking about some vintage Thanksgiving sides that uh, should probably never come back. And uh, another one is uh, deviled ham stuffing. This is from a recipe book in 1912. It's uh, breadcrumbs, celery, apples, walnuts, cooked. And then they end up uh, adding canned meat uh, to it as well. So it's kind of like a deviled ham. It sounds incredibly atrocious. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, you know about the turducken. Not really, but you, go ahead. Do you, does anybody have a turducken for Thanksgiving? Joe, I feel like you would have a turducken. I have never done that, actually. We, you, I, we have cooked a uh, turkey in the in the fryer before without setting the entire block on fire, which is uh, a task in itself. Well, you would be surprised to know that the turducken actually comes from a 1774 cookbook. And the original recipe involves stuffing a pigeon, partridge, uh, fowl, goose, and then finally turkey all into one another. Like the pigeon that I see walking around in the street, that dude? <laughs> Maybe it's a holistic, all-natural, uh, you know... The, maybe the pigeons of the wild are, are right, more appetizing right. no, than the it. pigeon I, you see. I got it. Okay. And uh, did you guys know that there's a difference between yam and sweet potato? Or did you think it was the same thing? Same thing or different thing? I always looked at the yam. There's no skin on it. And it's not as delicious as a sweet potato. That's how I would break it down from my carm chair. Thank you. Uh, Mary, yam, sweet potato? I- so, what is the difference? I don't know. Uh, no idea? It is, it's different. It's not the same thing. People One's got often, syrup all over it? No. <laughs> often people use, uh, use the yam and sweet potato interchangeably, and they are not the same thing. The skin of a true yam is tougher and bark-like, and the flesh is white, red, or purplish in color. Meanwhile, sweet potatoes are, the, are members of the Morning Glory family. Are you cooking something for oh. your mom? No, I never cook. I'm terrified of uh, accidentally giving somebody food poisoning. Okay. <laughs> just, just wondering if you're making yams and or sweet potatoes. Well, you know, we were talking about don't wash the turkey because you could accidentally spread germs. See, was, so I'm always thinking about all the USDA recommendations. That was an interesting learn today on the Steve Cochran show with, with G leading the charge. Absolutely. A, a funny sweet potato side. My my daughter is does the app for, she's pregnant, so she tells us how big the baby is every week. The baby Aww. this week is the size of a sweet potato. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Isn't that cute? She's got this app and it pops up. I guess it's kind of Thanksgiving related this week. So. 
<laughs> that is so sweet. When is the baby due, Mary? Uh, end of April. Oh, wow. Oh, my it's... birthday's at the end of April. Oh, really? Yes. What is it? It's April 23rd. I'm at Uh-oh. Aries Taurus cusp, oh. so maybe it'll be a full Taurus. So who knows? Um, Mark, are you going to be cooking anything for Thanksgiving? I'm cooking nothing, G, but I plan on supporting all that do, like Chelsea, and uh, eating well, and... Yeah, you don't want me cooking for Thanksgiving. That's not uh, that would not be a good plan. But I I I I think Thanksgiving is my favorite meal of the whole year, G. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I also found another study that says uh, the most searched recipes via state. So they're saying that it's the favorite Thanksgiving food of each state, and uh, it's saying that in terms of sweet Thanksgiving recipes, that the brownies beat out pecan pie, pumpkin pie, pumpkin cheesecake, Ooh. apple pie. Ooh. As the Illinois favorite dessert. Hmm. Do you agree with that? I don't know. Thanksgiving, I love a good pecan pie. Yeah. Love a good pumpkin pie. They said brownie. And then this is something that I I think a lot of people would dispute. They said the most searched savory Thanksgiving recipe in Illinois that people searched for a salad really? over green bean casserole or mashed potatoes or any of the other popular Thanksgiving side dishes. So apparently people in Illinois are trying to figure out what type of salad to make. We're a very healthy state, G. <laughs> yes, we're, we're that's ne- exactly what comes to mind when I think about our state. We're next leveling it. We're, we're When we look to 2020, which is coming right around the corner, it's going to be our best year as a state yet. That's what I'm seeing. Um, how are you feeling? Do you feel a little bit better? I know that we've been talking about your vows feel- all throughout the show. I know you've been a little bit nervous. You seemed a little, uh, you know, I could tell you were a little unsettled, a little out of sorts today. It's a challenging week here, G. A little, uh, you know, but I, but I appreciate all the support today from you and everybody who texted in, and uh, it's, 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 it's all good things. Are you going to incorporate any of the vows into your actual uh, vows? Every single damn one that people t- <laughs> sent in. I'm going to use them all. Thank you. I love that. Um, of course, you're going to be here tomorrow as well. I am. So will Steve Cochran, right? So you're going to be, yes, Steve will definitely be back, and then you will be back for one more day. And then you'll, you're you going to get married on Saturday. I am. So tomorrow is the last day that people can text in wishes, call in, ask you questions. Not exactly. I'll be here. I'm going to I'll be here Thursday, Thanksgiving morning. You're going to work Thanksgiving. You well, you're amazing. And we got the bears. Yeah, got Come the on. Bears. We got Hamper wow, being you're amazing. Cost. You're going to work all the way up to your wedding. Why change things? You stay, are a good man. You are a good supporter. Stay in car formation. And car, well, make sure you put the food in the refrigerator <laughs> after you guys eat it, will you? You, yes, you got yeah. it, Mary. Good Thanks. job, Carm. Thanks for cleaning up. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Steve Dale is here. What do you have coming up? We begin by going to the Lincoln Park Zoo. Ooh, any exotic animals? A lot of them, yeah. A lot of zoo babies and a big event. And it is absolutely, it's my favorite four-letter word, free. Love it. Okay. It's time for the news.